Welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is your host, Fortwind, joined by... Did I say Fortwind? Yes, you did. Fortwind. Fortwind. <laughs> joined by co-host Morg Daddy. How you doing? I am doing excellent. Well, better than I was a couple of days ago, but I won't get into that. Right now, I'm just doing excellent. Just flat out, beautiful, wonderful day. Wonderful week, in general. Mm-hmm. And co-host Pan, how are you? Happy birthday to, to you. you. Happy birthday, <laughs> Happy birthday day to, to you. you. <laughs> Happy birthday, dear Fortwan. Happy birthday. Happy birthday <laughs> to, to you. you. Uh, thanks. I did not expect that. Also, Discord really butchered more. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, it's hard to be in sync with everybody. Ah, oh. it's okay. Yeah. No, it's good. Thank you guys. I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, we are technically recording on my birthday, so uh, this will probably be out tomorrow. I'm actually going to make a concerted effort to release these on a schedule, and I'm actually going to publish that schedule, considering we now have five shows. So yeah, you yeah. need to get all professional and shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to start trying to do that. Um, it won't be too hard. It's just a matter of, you know, sometimes people can't get their audio in fast enough, but it, that has never really been the issue. It's been like, hey, when am I going to sit down and edit um, kind of thing? So, yeah, um, going to do that. Uh, but, yeah, thank you, guys. Um, didn't do too much today. Fixed a furnace and then uh, played some games and, yeah, had a, had some cake. I don't really like cake that much, so uh, <gasps> I don't know if you saw, but but uh, th- there's a picture of me and the girls with the cake, and the girls look so excited, and I'm just sort of like, eh. <laughs> oh. uh, the, the, or is it on Facebook? Or, yeah, I saw it's the on one Facebook. In, okay, I saw the one you posted in the other Discord, and that is just adorable. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's one I took with me and the girls, because I don't... I don't know. I feel like I don't take enough pictures sometimes with the girls. Fort one. And then I feel like I take too much, and then I don't know. Fort. What? It's not that you don't like cake. It's that you're eating it wrong. <laughs> there is a particular uh, way nobody, to enjoy cake, and I think you're going about it the wrong way. Or nobody's giving him good cake. Here's how it's done, okay? It, whatever flavor that you like, whether it's chocolate or vanilla, whatever it is, you get yourself an angel food cake bowl, you bake it inside of that, then what you do is once it's cooled down, you take it and you take a bread knife, you cut it directly in half, and then scoop out all the middle part, fill it up with whipped cream or like a ganache or like whatever kind of like nice tasty treats that you like inside. Then you close it back up, cover it all up in like a nice, um, like a buttermilk icing or whatever it is. Nothing lard based because that, sh- mm-hmm. that shit's awful. And then, you know, that you can put sprinkles on it or whatever it is. Or even dress it all in more whipped cream, which is my favorite thing to do. And then you can put like fruit or whatever on top of it. Then you can stick your candles on if you like. I mean, I prefer no candles because I don't like wax in my food. But yeah. Mm. Jesus Christ. Oh. You know, uh, there. I have two questions uh, about this whole thing. First of all, what the hell's ganache? Second of all, why do you not have a cooking show, Morg? Damn it. <laughs> why? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's just. Uh, I... I need. I need a show that is Morg Daddy presents fancy dinner parties. <laughs> 
Well, to answer your first question, ganache is like it's kind of like um okay, it, it, it's a. I posted a picture of it. Yeah, it, it's really it looks nice. Like fudge. It, it kind of is almost. What you take is you take uh like a, a hard cho- uh, like a hard chocolate or like vanilla or whatever it is, some sort of like a baking chocolate that you would normally use, and then um uh you 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 melt it inside of like. Uh, like a bowl or like a like a saucer pan, whatever it is. But you have to have it mm-hmm. um, inside of a of of like a like a pot or stuff like that that's filled with water. So in that way, um, the heat is nice and consistent all around. And then at while it's melted, you introduce cream into the mixture, and then you you whisk it in, and you keep the temperature nice and high, and then you slowly bring it down, and then you get this nice, consistent, it's like a really thick and rich icing. It is wonderful stuff. It goes so well on cheesecakes. Oh, mmm. Actually, you ever, it goes well on you cake, really. You ever, you ever eat those, those lint chocolate truffles? No, okay. I have not. Oh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, Ganesh. You're about the, the golden ball ones that are famous. Yes. No, no, no. Well, well those they, are Ferrero Rocher, ones, but like. No, the ones I'm talking about are red. Yeah, the lint chocolates. They're kind of like um, oh. um, oh. He's never had See, lint? I'm not a I'm not a connoisseur of sweets because when I grew up, like I was telling my mom this today, when I was in high school, um. I remember there was like a good stint of every week there was a chocolate cake in the house just because they like cake. And I have been turned off of sweets a lot since then. Well, I was going to say ganache is a bit like if there was a cake topping that was like the middle of the lint chocolate truffle. Yeah, it's but, very. But it's that so... that falls completely flat if you've never mm. had those. It is. My sister makes a really no. good ganache. Oh, it, it, it's wonderful stuff. It's so soft. And your teeth just like glide through it. It is so soft and smooth, but yeah. it's so silky and it's sweet. And it's just. I mean, <sighs> I think I think Morg needs some private uh, time alone with some cake right now. <laughs> I think he needs a cooking show. I think we need to have <laughs> dinner parties with more daddy. Like, I think it needs to be a thing. Yes. <laughs> That'd be just so monster I, hunter I, and I dinner be, parties. I'd be so sad just watching it though because. I'm too far away to eat the food. I'm the kind of person who likes my steaks rare. I'm the kind of person who likes really dark, rich red wines. The darker, the better. If it's like almost like a black purple, it's perfect. That's why I like I Shiraz. S- I swear, I would I would get dizzy just from smelling. Bruh. I hate the smell of alcohol. Bro, oh, I make I gosh. make mead because I make mead because I like. I can't get enough sugar into me quick enough, so I have to put sugar, I have to make alcohol out of the sweetest stuff I got. <laughs> Honey boozes are pretty damn good, actually. I make I've some pretty it. good it ones. Looks like some good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, back it on Monster good. Hunter. But Jesus Christ, yeah, Jesus Christ, Mork, you are way more tonight. into cake than anyone I've ever met. I love cake. I I just can't. All help right. You know? One of my good friends, I actually, one of my best friends, I met him because during, like, a college introduction course, we were supposed to say something about ourselves, and um, his his thing was, cake is the best, and donuts are made by devils, because you're, you're, you're basically frying very uh, good cake batter, and I was like, what? It's... Donuts are just fried cake batter? Yeah. <laughs> cake batter? And that's how I met him. 
Um, yeah, that's what a cake donut is. Well, I mean, I suppose. But I mean, I've never really had a donut that was like that. More like t- Timbits. Does anybody know what a Timbit is? Or, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll. It sounds Canadian. It is. It is very that Canadian. That sounds. Oh, yes. That is. Okay. <laughs> Morg, what you are describing, we call those donut holes. Yep, that is exactly what it oh. is. But Timbits, in particular, they're, they're a signature thing because it's, it's a perfectly formed round ball made out of, like, donut dough, I That's guess? a donut yeah. hole. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly that. Yep, that's that. a donut hole. Yeah. Yeah, Timbits are exactly donut holes, man. Yep. I was, I was okay. going to go off on a tangent, but then, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Monster Hunter. So, um, yeah. Um, Monster Hunter, Morg, you finally got to play the demo. So what are your initial thoughts? Um, oh man. Um, (laughs) where do I begin? Um, uh, so I tested out my three mains that I was going, that I said I was going to try out. Um, Hunting Horn feels hella better. It's a little bit trickier. Mm -hmm. It's, it's kind of trickier to use, but like, even though it had a lot of quality of life changes, but I do like it. Um, it's going to take a little bit more getting used to. Um, switch axe is not bad. Um, it it has um, uh, uh, how do I describe it? It requires some chores in order to make it like really really good. Um, getting the axe into the amped mode and then getting your files charged and then being able to alternate back and forth and stuff like that. it 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 it, it, it requires um, a lot of management and it can be a bit tricky. Um, when you're when I was first learning it, I I first started using that switch axe on the Mizutsune, and then I realized very quickly that that was the bad time to be testing out a new weapon with new mechanics that they added into it. So I was like, eh, I don't think that this is the way to go. So then I went Arzurus. immediately to Hammer. Arzurus. Immediately went to Hammer, mm-hmm. and I fell in love with it. It is. I don't want to main anything else. That's all I want to play now is just hammer because of it's so fun. It neat. It is insanely better than I thought it was. I got a little more pl- uh, play test with it, Morg. Yeah. Myself, and I forgot that you could switch hammer modes. Yes. To like the blue charge. Oh, it is. And then you do the two wire bug move. Yes. It's insane. So, Pan, I don't, I don't remember if you uh, remember how much blue damage you were doing. Um, uh, I was happy if I could hit 20 per hit. Okay. There's a move with the hammer that was consistently hitting for 149 blue. Yes. Jesus Twice. Christ. Yes. See, uh, <laughs> like, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, like, if I do my, like, spin, spin, like, stick my sword on the string and spin it around all over the place combo, I'd be mm-hmm. happy if I did 140 total. Yeah. You know, because I do a lot of hits. So, like, you know, a good, a solid 15 to 20 per hit, 140, that's a solid combo, a solid amount of damage. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I'm just, like, swing, if I'm just jumping around and slashing on it, you know, if I do 15, that's pretty good. 20, that's awesome. Every mm-hmm. once in a while, I'd hit, like, a mm-hmm. critical point, and I'd do 40, and I'd be like, yeah! Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. also, like, raw damage yeah. is not what Sword and Shield is about, and I just keep telling myself that. No. Yeah. No, you've got that elemental damage when I turn it on. Just not in the demo. I don't know yeah. why it's off. Yeah. 
Um, I think that once Sword and Shield gets its elements and ailments, it, it's going to feel way more powerful, especially on the ailment side. Um, if I were to play Sword and Shield, I would definitely go for Paralysis just to keep the monster locked it down into place for a fixed amount of time. Oh, um, that was that was the meta, and was it Jen? Jen was the Gendrome meta. Yeah, Gendrome became a became a hot ticket because that that paralysis sword and shield. Yes. Oh Ooh. man, it is so good. Boy. I'm just just to give you guys like a little of uh, taste of like how I played when I was in Generations Ultimate. I stuck strictly to aerial style sword and shield. And I didn't really use I the know, Gendron right? Sword and Shield. <laughs> I, I played with the Cat's Paw. The Cat's Paw has three slots on it. It doesn't do as much damage, but the paralysis on it is pretty damn good. Like, it's almost comparable to the Gendron. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people who are meta players are going to be like, That's the stupidest idea that you've ever heard for a build like that. Oh, why would you even think of and I, what I did was I did a mixed Dread Queen set for it where I was able to get all the Dread Queen skills on it um, up to, I think, uh, mm -hmm. Dread Queen X, I think, was the final for it. And I was able to get, uh, what was the skill called? I think it was called uh, Chain Crit. So having an additional 30 affinity on top of, I think it was expert and then having the affinity oil on it. And like, it was just, Oh, it was insane. I was consistently getting mounts all the time, locking it down with paralysis, getting KOs. It just felt really, really good. Just playing like that. Like I don't play meta like to get damage in. I just play for support because a lot of the time people were doing like red helm Arzeros runs. And there was, I think, what was it? It was a red helm. Uh, G5, I think it was, where it was like two Red Helms and a Furious Rajang. That hunt was so easy because of how many times I was toppling monsters and just locking them down with paralysis. People just blasted right through that hunt. They were like, damn, that was easy. And I'm like, I know, right? It's just, it's just so nice to be able to have somebody who just gets all the mounts in, par paralyzes, and heals the team consistently. It just, mm, it just works. Sometimes... Sometimes it isn't about the big numbers. Sometimes it's all about supporting the team and, you know, making their lives easier. I miss easier. aerial style. I miss mm -hmm. aerial style almost as much as I miss oils. Yep. Aerial style with <laughs> oils was just really, really good. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm Those were the yeah. days. I, I very much enjoyed um, the sword and shield in and um the demo so i'm happy to see you know when when it actually gets those statuses and stuff like oh yeah yeah how that goes what? i i actually when i first started testing things out i was like i might be main in sword and shield too like this is insanely good yeah um and then um but no i ended up sticking with great sword yeah yeah i knew that and um Oh, what I was going to say initially before I went on the other tangent was that uh, uh, with Hammer, like, I don't know what it is about it that, that really clicked with me. Maybe it's the fact that it was, like, so damn mobile, it hits really hard, it guaranteed KOs very consistently, I was exhausting the monster more frequently than any other weapon, um, it's just... Oh, man, it just felt really right, especially with... Well, I mean, like, you saw um, a couple of the clips that I posted on Twitter where I was just going mm -hmm. ham on Mizutsune. I don't know how many Mizutsune I killed, you know, in that demo. All I know is that 
it, it oh man it, it it just felt so good being able to run with the hammer and just cons- and just playing so damn well with the weapon and on my first day too like it 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 just clicked it just <laughs> flows like it's just, so damn good you just reminded me of this uh this scene in tropic thunder i don't know what kind of gun mm-hmm. it is all i know is the sound it makes when it kills a man <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I need, that's one of the movies I don't own that I need to. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I really need to. Yeah. Oh, I was, the, yeah. I was happy. The, that I... the way they they make fun of method acting is so good. I know. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Um. So what? Uh, uh, I didn't get to play with you anymore, but you seem like you're you're enjoying the demo quite a bit. Um, uh, and uh, I don't think we played since last week. Right? I, I honestly haven't played it since last week, uh, to my shame, a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, TLDR, I got a big thing coming up at work. Um, but also, mm-hmm. I'm like, yep, I got a taste of it. I'm hype. I'm ready. I'm good to go. So I don't I don't feel the need to grind these monsters over and over, kind of like. I'm also yeah. pretty bored of having a non-elemental, non-status sword and shield. No, mm-hmm. I yeah, I agree. Um, after having seen, and there's a little bit of a hype for a few monsters because monster uh, the Monster Hunter Twitter has been putting out some clips of some monsters oh, that neat. they didn't show in trailers, or, or there, or there's, or it may be the clip that was in the trailer. I don't know for sure. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But um, one of them was Goss Harag. And Goss Harag, oh boy. How do, this I, how do you spell that? I want to look up a picture of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, G-O-S-S-H-A-R-A-G, and it's separated. Yeah, Goss Harag is just, it's a phenomenal monster. Um, I actually, it's the, it's oh, the, oh, that's the bear. bear. That's the, that's the snow bear thing. Okay. I was like, yeah. why the, why the hell don't yeah. I, don't I remember what that thing is? Oh, it's the snow bear. Okay. Okay. No, I'm good. Yeah. So they, sh- they showed that off. And then I, you know, I went to go play the demo shortly after with Gog Mazios, uh, Wrath of Gog, uh, yeah. on the, on our discord. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, I very immediately felt disappointed because Goss Harag armor is what you're wearing when you use the great sword, as well as the great sword itself. I assume. Is yeah. That. I was like, why isn't this ice element please? Like, uh, uh, even though it's a great sword and they're not known for elements, that would disappoint me too because it's literally an ice sword on his arm. I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Part of me wonders. Part of me wonders is if they, uh, if, if like in the actual game it would be ice element, but they just took the element stuff off the weapons for the demo. Yeah, that's what I was initially I'm thinking. I'm pretty sure that's what happened, and I think they also took away armor skills because there's no way, because the long sword. If you're, if you notice, it actually has um, Magnumalos armor. Yeah, the longsword stuff is Magnumalos. There's no way that Magnumalos armor is just as protective as the Izuchi armor that the uh, uh, light bow guns using. Like, there's no oh, way yeah, yeah. that yeah. those are on the same level. Um, yeah. And it's just, and 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 that's where. That's where a lot of this, and we're going to transition a little bit. This little, this trip, Twitter drama came in for me is like, there's a lot of, you know, talk about balance and that kind of stuff. And I want to say first and foremost here, 
balance is something mm-hmm. um, that is important in Monster Hunter. Uh, but it you got to bear two things in mind with this. Right. Um, one, this is a cooperative game, right? Uh, if you're if you're worried about someone's you know someone's weapon being slightly better than yours, I don't. In, in the general sense of the game, that's not a big issue. Yeah, that's but true. Yes, in order for everything to feel viable in the end game, yes, the weapons across the board have to have a general equal-ish power level, right? They don't have to be exact though. And there's a lot of um, there's a lot of talk about like, well, this feels clunky or this feels bad. And then there were some things said um, by some people that were like, oh, well, that's just because you're bad at the game. And that, you know, obviously that gets people riled up because like, oh, well, I've been playing for this long. And like we go we go through this this bout of heavy elitism and separation just before a game releases every yeah. game, every game. And it, it gets a little the the longer the series goes on, you get more and more and more people attached to it. So you get more and more opinions and more louder opinions and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of. A lot of drama about balance, about uh, that kind of stuff. Now that that is kind of taking the backseat to the current drama with the whole it's on Switch, blah blah blah, graphics, blah blah blah. We'll get to that, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, for balance purposes, um, I wanted to just pull you you two because I feel the weapons generally all felt good. I don't feel that any of them felt terribly bad. Although I am not as familiar with things like bow. Or switch axe or that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, because I don't play them. I have played them, but the, I'm not. I'm in no means an expert on those weapons. Yeah. So how do you guys? Do you guys feel like you're? I mean, Pan, you felt great about the sword and shield. I know that. And that's is that all you played? Uh yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's if, fine. If you were asking for an opinion about if I feel the weapons are balanced, uh, I have a. Uh, I think I have a very odd opinion about that, at least odd as far as what I'm hearing about from you about what the community is like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but my opinion is is that if you are looking for like perfect balance between the weapons, I think you're asking the wrong questions about this game. True. Uh, to me, I would agree. Yeah, to me, uh, people, you know, different weapons. You with different weapons, you're playing completely different games. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. You were playing a complete like a sword and shield. Now, sword and shield, and say dual blades. Like those are not gonna play f- terribly differently. Sword and shield and like uh, some insect glaive, they're gonna play f- somewhat similarly. At least like in previous generations, they played some somewhat similarly. Where you know you're constantly trying to topple and apply mm-hmm. statuses. Yeah. So. You know, there's going to be similarities in how you play, but, like, Sword and Shield is playing a completely different game than, like, uh, the, the Hunting Horn or the Bow. Like, the Bow is playing a completely different game from everybody, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Same with, like, the Gunlance. So, I think that seeking balance between the weapons, you're look, you're asking the wrong questions about the game, personally. But I'm also, like, someone who's completely mm-hmm. 100%. I play Sword and Shield, and that's what I do. 
Yeah, exactly. I feel very yeah. similar about that. Um, for me, I'm actually quite happy with how the hammer plays. It actually feels significantly improved compared to Iceborne, where it was literally all you were doing was just charging to level three, trying to get your big swing in, and then connecting with the clutch claw, hoping to hit the head, and then just spinning up to the head, getting a couple of hits in, doing a tenderize attack, and then basically just repeating that until you topple a monster with a KO, and then you did your, your big bang combo. That, that's, eh. To be fair... That's why I moved away from Hammer in 4th Gen, is um, the Hammer was almost a little too simplistic um, uh, for me at that time. It was like, I want to do something more. Yeah. Um, and and not that's not a knock against the Hammer. The beauty of the Hammer is the simplicity, is the high damage... And I'm going to stick to the head and just try to lock this thing down yeah. with KO, with exhaust. And there's nothing bad about that. It was I was done playing that way. I had done that all through second and third gen. Mm-hmm. Um, funny story, Ace and I have actually started playing 3 Ultimate again on the Wii U. I actually have my Wii U busted out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we were playing a little bit this week, and we're going to continue to play because uh, I figured out something. Um, I do not have a quest complete on either Abyssal Legaicris or Lucent Nargakuga. Oh, so I have. T- I have killed those monsters before, but I don't have it cleared, which means I probably did an event quest or something with them. And that, so I, I have a desire to do a full quest quest clear for three ultimate. Now there is one village quest I have yet let to do, yet to do, and that is the solo Alatrion. So gonna get a little more practice into that but i have switched i was a hammer main in three ultimate it was the last one i was a pure hammer main um mm-hmm. and i figured out i was actually more like you morg i actually had a bunch of different weapons when i looked at my stash i thought i had just played hammer i had just played hammer online single player i played great sword long sword and hammer and i had bows not that uh... i used them a lot i know i didn't <laughs> but i was like wow i had forgotten some of this because we're talking what? Twenty fourteen would have been the last time I played three ultimate, probably. Probably, yeah. So we're talking seven years at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, which have probably been the last time I played my Wii U. <laughs> yep. Probably not. Yeah, <clears throat> I probably played more. I know I played Shovel Knight in twenty sixteen. Um. So yeah, like it's it's um. The hammer is a great weapon, but it's always been great because of that simplicity. And yeah. back then, you didn't even have as much options as you do now. It was literally, I'm going to charge up, or I'm going to do the golf swing. Yeah. That's my goal. Yeah. And so the one thing that I do like is the fact that when you're doing the golf swing, you can use um, your your trigger, bu- trigger buttons, like, you know, for charging. But you just tap it, and then you immediately go into, like, a side swap, and then you just bitch slap backhand with the hammer. And then you can lead into another golf swing, which is really nice. I always liked that. Um, the fact mm-hmm. that that never really went away, it, it kind of brought back the... Um, um, the joy that I had for three U, um, into into um, into Rise for the demo, um, you know, realizing hey, I can still do this combo. You know, I don't necessarily have to do the big bang attack every single time, and I kind of sound like Vegeta when I say mm-hmm. that. Um, but um, big yeah. bang attack. <laughs> 
attack! <laughs> Big bang attack! Anyways. Oh, that's a, that, that must be a later thing. I stopped watching in the Cell Saga, so... Or Boo Saga, sorry. Oh, that's that's totally no, a thing from a... uh, the Android uh, Saga with... Uh... Yeah, he does it, yeah, he does it in the Android Saga. Yeah, where he, he kills uh, Mr. Stapuff and Marshmallow It's also been a very Man. long time. Yep. It's been a very long time. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like... Um, I have it. Yeah. I was going to say that, yeah, but I feel like with uh, with Rise, it feels like there are more options, or at least there are more strategies other than just doing, you know, the optimal, just charge everything up. Um, and especially with, like, uh, the, the charge up, run down the slope, and then do the Blanca Ball spin attack and hope that you are consistently hitting the head over and over and over again. Um... Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of the things. Well, now that I the like Blanca Ball is a wire move. Yes, it's a wire move. It's still in the game too. Like you can still like go down slopes, but I mean, like because you're in more open areas that are more flat, um, and you can't always rely on the wire bug spin to win Blanca Ball combo. You you have to play it pretty much almost similar to the way that you would normally play it as you would back in the day. So that felt more refreshing to me, especially with like the there 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 almost seems to be all. Also, like a lack of ledges too. There aren't as many ledges in Rise as there are, uh, at least for the demo, as there were in most of the maps for, um, say, like for example, for you, Generations Ultimate, or even um, World. So y you're not always going to mm -hmm. be relying on, you know, just charging up, trying to bait the monster near a ledge, and then constantly just, you know, going over and slamming it, jumping onto the ledge, slam, and doing aerial combos that way. Um, it just feels really good to, that, you know, as simple as the weapon is, there's at least more thought to the approach of in the way that yeah. you're actually hunt, you're hunting a monster. Like, for example, you're probably going to be using more level 2 charge uppercuts than you are going to be than yeah. other attacks. And, like, it's Well, just, that's always been a thing to make it faster, too, because level 2 has always been, I want to get in and do a couple hits and get out. That's yeah. That's what level 2 has always been, and it's still that, but it's just better now. Yes. Yeah, it, it, it definitely is kind of like a hit-and-run tactic, but with your weapon out more often. And it's also kind of nice being able to... Um, Finds the right distancing, at least for that kind of attack. Like it, it still, like it feels mm -hmm. like it hasn't really changed much in that, in that regard. Um, when I went back, I think it was to three ultimate. I didn't realize how much space you were able to clear with that move. Holy shit! I like I with with the newer games, like you it's did a few steps at least. Oh god, it's more like a few yeah. meters. Um. I was basing it off of, like, uh, my previous memory from, like, having played, like, some of the newer games compared to 3U, and then I'd find myself, like, somewhere near the tail, and I was like, holy crap, I didn't think that I was going to be that close to the monster using this move, so then I have to, like, reassess how much spacing I'd have, but for, um... For Rise, it felt really good. The, the distancing for the uppercut felt really good. Um, the level 2, I'm not... I, I don't really care for it. I'm probably going to swap it out once I get into, like, um, once I get into the full game and the demo is gone. I think that we're probably going to get more wire attacks. Um, everybody else is also speculating it as well, based off of what they were able to use in the demo as opposed to what they saw in the trailers. For example, the gun lance, it has more yeah. than just the uppercut. The or, rocket. Yeah, you get, like, the rocket behind you where you're able to use, I think it's the dre I think it's the wyvern blast? You're able to use the wyvern blast to clear distance by using it like a rocket going poof. 
So there's that. And then I think, mm -hmm. um, what else? There was a gun lance. I think it was like, it was a guard point, And then you kind of do like this sliding sweep. It almost look, looks like the Sakura slash from the longsword. And where they were able to um, sweep out a Grizuchi out from under his feet. That's not in the demo either. So I think that we're probably going to get a number of those uh, wirebug techniques. Or at least silk bind attacks, I mean, I should say. Um, so once I get that far into the game, I'm probably not going to be using that crazy three hit. Come down and slam on a monster. Um... Yeah, I'm probably not going to be using that one because it's not very optimal. It's only really good for when a monster's already downed. And really, there's no reason to be using that if the monster is downed when you've got like the infinite golf swing combo or the big bang attack, which we still do have. Um, Yeah, like it, it just feels really, really good. It, it, it feels much better than it did in world. And I think even... Well, yeah, definitely way better than GU, because when I was using Aerial, aerial Hammer, um, you literally just vault on a monster and press, like, the A button, you do your double hits. Um, for you, it kind of sucks a little bit. Three you, it's not bad. It takes some adjusting. But yeah, Hammer in Rise, that's definitely where it's at for me. So I'm probably going to be maining that for the entire game. I'm probably not going to be touching anything else, because... I don't want to take the time <laughs> to have to learn all the other weapons and get used to them. So, yeah. That's 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 been my stance a lot of the time. I like to learn one weapon at a time. I like to try to master it instead of, you know, instead of being a jack of many weapons. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. We got a sword and shield, a hammer and a great sword. Sounds like a good team. Uh, does, with uh, my brother being light bowgun if he joins us. Mm. Does uh does great sword do slashing or smashing? I think it both. does both, yeah. Oh, neat. Yeah, you get the impact from uh, the sword slap and from the uh, side check, I think. Uh, also, okay. the shoulder charge. Yeah, that's the what... The shoulder charge does impact. Oh, that's what I meant by side I, check, oh, yeah. Okay. Kind of like the, uh, the shoulder bash. I thought you meant when you do the side swing when it's charged. Oh, I think oh no. No, yeah, that. no, that's cutting damage for sure. Yeah, my bad. Okay. My bad. No, I think we've just said the same thing, just a different way. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um. So like, uh, so it's been it's been really fun, but I'm more with Pan lately, where I've had enough. I'd rather play the full game. Um, we still have what, uh, sixteen days left in the demo. Oh, okay. No, yeah. Fifteen. Yeah. Because it, it'll the last day will be the thirty first. Um. So, you know, there's there's a lot of time to still check out the demo, and if you haven't, you certainly should. Oh yeah. Um, I you know one thing I, d I didn't talk about too much is um, Mitsusune itself is a very different fight. Oh yeah. Um, it is. Oh yeah. Ooh. It is less. It's weird because it's 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 more stationary but not so it moves around at a smaller area mm -hmm. whereas in generations it he was all moved, over the place yeah it moved all over the place um but it stuck around a little bit longer i would say it didn't do a lot of move the, it does a lot of swirling moves now where it changes position yeah so um it's he still there to hit but like if you want to focus on something like let's per se the head right the head moves around a lot more than it did before 
Yeah. Um, it does a lot of spinning, a lot of turning, and that kind of stuff. And um, it's not it's not bad by far, but yeah, it is a very different fight. And I, I think um, even even Arzurus got more tools. Yeah. And Arzurus, I you know, oh I yeah, make... Arzurus, like yeah, oh, yeah, he's a he's kind of a joke. Like yeah, you can just kind of was... you can slap him around, but like man, he's a. His, really his new shoulder check hopping. is not to be messed with. I know. If you don't have a wire bug to get out, you're going to get hurt. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, uh yeah. he was clearly taking a taking a couple of lessons from the Piscine Wyverns cuz oof. Mhm. <laughs> yeah, it does feel Except, you know, I was going to say yeah, it does it definitely feels like Arzuros definitely got an upgrade in the way it fights and it feels really good. Like it feels a lot better than it did in the past where mm-hmm. it was so predictable. It was very very slow and like like the sequencing between attacks there were these massive openings to really punish it and it was so easy to topple too because I mean for the most part it was standing up on its to- on its hind legs. So the only thing that you have to attack is its rear or the belly and Really, if you're attacking that spot, those spots, what you're doing is you're just hitting the legs. And if you hit the threshold, um, you know, fast enough, you're just going to topple him over, and then it's just easier to beat him. So I'm really, really happy that they changed him up a little bit and gave him some more moves. I mean, holy shit, they made him mobile. Like, especially with him running around all over the place, it's not just a straight line. He, he oh, definitely man. rears around, and he works his way behind you very easily. The bubble, sl- the bubble slide, I love. Yeah, the oh. fact that he puts bubbles underneath himself, I I love moves like that because it explains why it happens and how it happens. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like it just. Oh yeah, it, yeah, it makes total sense that he'd do that. Yeah, with Mizutsune. Yeah. yeah, I would say Mizutsune is a lot less predictable than it was in the past with the addition of these new moves. Um, I actually did find myself having a harder but time um, adjusting to this one than I did the, the previous one because it has a wider variety of moves, especially like the beam where it literally is strafing across and like it's just a straight line. The full 360 that it does with the beam as well. Sometimes it feels like he yeah. covers like a full 540 degrees um, with with that. It beam. is. It is the faith uh, when he does the big one. There is one where he does like about two and a half. Yeah, and I think that's the. Um, I think that's the f- whatever degrees he's. Yeah, I, I would. And <laughs> or maybe it's one and a half, but uh, it is the fatalis one. It starts in the same way and ends the same way. It is the fatalis spin. Mm-hmm. So like, it's like okay, like we are serious here. Yeah, it it definitely lives up to its its station when it comes to comparing it to other monsters, like, for example, Zenogar or Tigrex or eh, Rathalos. I kind of feel it's kind of... Um, I don't want to say anything bad don't about it. it I'm not saying anything bad about it, but I do feel like don't Rathalos for, for a long for a long <laughs> while has been probably one of the easier flagships to deal with. Um, but it is it has aged mm. pretty decently well. It depends on the game. Yeah. I would say third gen, he was a little tough yeah. because of how much he flew. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely um, more mobile in the air. Um, 
Granted, in world he... Fourth gen and generations, he got pretty easy. And world, he got pretty easy. Unless, actually, Azure and Silver were not there, were not super easy, no. but base Rathalos was pretty good. Yeah, especially with, like, the, with the way in world, it just, he kind of seemed to more or less hover just above the ground, but most of your attacks were still going to be able to hit anyways if they had decent enough reach, which most of them did, except yeah. for the shorter weapons like Sword and Shield and Dual Blades. But, I mean, you still had access to the tail, so, I mean, you could still maneuver around and still hit something mm -hmm. um i'm hoping that with rathlos in this game or just clutch claw like everyone did yeah i'm hoping that with rathlos <sighs> in this game it's it's a little bit more difficult i'm hoping that like not i'm not saying that i don't i want him to hover above the ground higher than he normally does but i want to see him um have like a wider variety of how do i put this I want him to kind of spam more attacks more than he usually does, but not as much as Azur Rathlos. Azur Rathlos sucks ass. I'm going to come out and say it. It's probably the worst um, for subspecies. And that's taking I a lot really love. I really love his armor set, though. His armor set's great. Oh, his, yeah. I love it. His armor set is awesome, and I love killing him because I love his armor yeah, set. Yeah, it always looked really good. I love the armor set. Um... I just hope that he's a, a little is bit more Is Zur the only monster that's had two cover arts? I think so. I think so, yeah. Right? Yeah. But I, Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm drifting away from the point that I was going to make. Yeah, I, with Mizutsune, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, he's a lot harder to predict because he has more moves. And I like that um, when he's spinning around, he seems to cover himself in a bubble aura. So, like, you'll you'll notice that there are, like, sequences if you're fighting him. If you pay close enough attention, you'll see that there are a lot of bubbles, like, smaller bubbles that are kind of, like, wafting off of his body. I don't know if that, like, makes it so that he's yeah. more mobile. Um, but, yeah, it was really cool seeing that. And with the way that it's able to spam its bubble attacks, they, see, they linger for a longer period of time, and they travel a greater distance, and they can really take up a space. And it's really... Um, difficult crowd control like you really have to watch your step and spacing um, when you have to deal with both a monster that is attacking you with these crazy streams that cover more area than they usually do and the bubbles that linger mm -hmm. and take up spaces where it's like don't go in don't go too near these or otherwise you're going to get uh, a bubble but blight you can attack them you can that's yes. one thing is you can safely attack them and move through them and mm -hmm. if it's a healing or 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 a attack up one, you get the buff still. Yeah. If you attack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do like that they kept um, those in. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do like the the random random uh Mitsusune accidental buff the hunters. Mm -hmm. Um. I want to say one thing about his move set that, that surprised me is his his bubble shotgun. Is what oh, I like to call the giant bubble. The, the one does where he a charges up damage. and it's a big boom directly in front of him. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I call I call it the bubble shotgun. The bubble shotgun is so damaging. I have never seen Mitsusune have such a high damage attack. A single attack that's that high damage. Mm -hmm. um, he's always like in higher ranks in Generations Ultimate. You know, G rank. It was obviously dangerous and. If you got slammed with a tail or something, it was a lot of damage. But this one feels meaty. Like, mm -hmm. it feels a lot more meaty than than anything else he's done before. So, um, <clears throat> I was kind of wondering about that. And I kind of wondered if they toned down some of the armor. Or maybe it's because of sword and shield armor. Because, like, yeah, I was I was getting my ass kicked uh, by Mizu a little bit yeah. for a while before, you know, I got a handle on it. I mean, and, like, his attacks were hitting so harder than I expected them to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mitsuzune is 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 a rough quest, and 
if they put in a hard monster, people are people are gonna. <laughs> there's gonna people are gonna. Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of babies crying on the internet, going, "It's too hard. Why would they put this in a demo?" Wah. And I'd be like, "Shut the fuck up. Just play the game." Uh, there, uh, not. I'm not. I don't want to say babies because I don't think that's the the right term. But I mean. This demo people has caused are... a, a lot of drama. Um, yeah. I I imagine that people whose first game was World and then coming to this, I could see them being a bit shell-shocked. Yeah, they're going to have a well, lot to adjust to um, compared to what they usually have to There's a lot fight. of talk about exclusivity, right? There's a lot of talk about, well, it's, it's terrible to have exclusivity. It used to be open. Why is it exclusive now? And I've, I've tried to explain this a couple times, but... I mean, I'll, I'll explain it here on the show, and I, I wanted to do this today so that those of you listening, you know, maybe you can hear a, a larger picture of design philosophy, or I'm just preaching to the choir. I don't know. But this is something that the Monster Hunter team has stressed every time, and they stress this with Iceborne and uh, World as well. They're, the reason that they develop for a system is because they want to do something specific for that system or with that system, mm-hmm. right? So Monster Hunter Rise from the ground up is designed for and with the Switch, right? There's not there's not a reason, like, there's not like, oh, it's just on Nintendo because Nintendo paid them. No. You know, whatever. Behind the scenes, if that's what happened, that's what happened. We don't know. It's irrelevant. But from the get-go, Monster Hunter Rise was in development and with the Switch specifically in mind. So they're going to utilize features of the Switch to do that. Yeah. Conversely, World was specifically designed for for things like higher fidelity that the PS4 and the Xbox One could do, and PC. Now, granted, PC came later because what that ended up happening is like, oh, okay, because they're in what is it x86 architecture that that um, that they share with PC. A lot of game mm-hmm. it's game development stuff. I'm not a game developer, but you know, I was game developing adjacent when I was a programmer and architecture is, is a big thing. And they talked about it where, um, it's easier to translate a PS4 game to PC than it is from a switch game to PC because Nintendo's always had their own proprietary stuff. Exactly. That they handle with. So like, there's a lot of factors into why this isn't coming to PlayStation four and that kind of stuff. And, and then it's kind of been like, Oh, well this game looks like crap. I mean, even in our general right now, Ace is bringing up someone that was that he's been goading in Twitter. <laughs> Ace has been like on the front lines arguing with people all week. It's been kind of yeah. Kinda this funny. is this is starting to seem like it's his hobby. He, he has turned it into a hobby. That's for it's sure. It's a fun one. Um, I'll admit that I did that for a um, little while. The thing is, uh, the thing is, like, I, I don't want to call out Ace for this because Ace is largely I agree with him on a lot of these points. I just you know. I don't think I'd be so ag- aggressive about it personally, but um, you know the the argument is it's going to look like crap, so it's not going to be a good game by some people, right? And I'm seeing a lot of disappointment. Uh, it was like uh, there was a stream Eric's did talking to his friends, and all the friends were saying, "Oh, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good um, because it's you know on Switch or whatever." And yeah, it's not going to look like World because it is on a Switch, no, right? No, yeah, it's not going to be... Yeah, I did not expect Monster Hunter fucking World on this. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
the converse the thing is like aesthetics are what matter in a game to make it look good versus graphics and i and that's this is something i deeply hate about video game community is the fact that people so focus hard on graphics and power and that kind of stuff like the uh the the pc master race kind of thing like oh you know i'll just want to make it look better you know blah 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 60 fps i'm like dude if graphics are what mattered, Super Mario World would have never done anything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. People wouldn't still be playing that game. People still wouldn't care about playing Classic Doom, which is what I put in the general right now. Classic Doom would be like, oh, it looks terrible compared to Doom 2016 or Doom Eternal. Like, mm-hmm. it wouldn't... It doesn't matter. It's like... Like... Yeah, if it looks bad and janky, that can take away from something. But that's because it didn't fit the aesthetic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Cyberpunk looks amazing, but, like, it's not getting railed for looking bad. It's getting railed for looking bad when it fucks up. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Or, like, uh, or, you know, you fly through a wall and then the graphics or you get the the penis coming out of the shorts graphic issue. (laughs) <laughs> or does that only happen with guys? Does that not happen with the oh, obviously the penis part? But like, does that not happen with the guys? <laughs> obviously the girls don't have that. But like, do that? Do they not have like boobs hanging out? I'm Who not knows? sure. Who knows? Maybe you can you can be you know what what is that? Futari. Yeah, Futari. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I will not accept questions about how I know that word. It's the internet. I mean, we all know what uh, it is. Yeah, that's Except for that's one, funny. Apparently. Oh, <laughs> oh, I uh, no, I'm not gonna ask you a question about that. Jeez, I'm like the most repressed person in that sense here. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, um, that reminds me. You know, we talked about the Monster Hunter 34U uh, sub a couple times. Uh, I actually brought that up on Reddit recently. Because people have just recently got, you know, they've been getting into Monster Hunter. And uh, someone was like, oh, I found some weird stuff on Kazoo. And I was like, just wait till you go here. And I actually linked r slash Monster Hunter 30 for you. I didn't look. I didn't go there. But I just linked it. And people were like, why did you do that? <laughs> I was like, I bet you there's Kazoo stuff there already. I bet you. <laughs> oh, definitely. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, like, I have to agree. I mean, like, you know, the game should be more than just the graphics alone. Like, you know, you, there are a couple of things that yes. should be taken into consideration. Like, for example, the storyline, the plot. You know, does it make sense? It, it, like, is there actually any actual direction mm, that it is going? I is it going to take you anywhere? Um, I mean, like, does we it... are talking Monster Hunter. I wouldn't have gone with storyline. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> calm really, down for a second. Mo- more. Calm down. Monster Hunter has really only ever had like one game in my mind, where the story was actually, like, very impactful and it actually, like, like the core mechanics of the gameplay and and such re- revolved around the story, or at least they were, inter- it was intertwined in such a way with the story that it makes sense, and, you know, it was actually really decent for you, you, really did a good job for that, but, I mean, like, with the world, 
there was a lot of shit that happened in it that where like the, things just dropped off. Like, what's the relationship between they... like Alatrion and Safi Jiva, or Alatrion and Fatalis? Why was there a second Alatrion that you had to fight before you had to go and deal with a Fatalis? You know, why is it that Fatalis was, is in Castle Shrade and not well. and didn't and you know why did it have to be stopped there? What was there any like implications that it was going to come down into like that place where all the energy was flowing? or whatever uh, what's the relationship between um Sophie Jiva and like other monsters for example like or like you know how like why is the handler such an important character in having a Valkana shard in her hands and why was that never ever brought up like what is the significance of that I think like and I don't know like there's just a it was lot her going on and like how does uh, it, there was just a lot of shit that was going on that just uh, just felt like after everything was like said and done and like with how quickly everything was resolved, it was just all just cut off short. Like no no questions so, asked about anything. So summary, you just didn't like fifths. You didn't like the fifth gen story of World. no. I, I think it was shit. Um. um I don't think it was shit, but I do think it's one of the two games that they tried with the story. I think For You was the other one. And what is the connection between um, Valkana and Sharish Valda? Does anybody know? They're elder dragons. That's it? Like how how do how do the two tie that's together all, in the that's plot? That's all they really need. Like, how do they how do they tie that's together all they really in the plot? Need. More? The, the live stream. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very convenient. Mark, I have I have two things two things here for you. One, you're apparently the kind of guy who watches porn for the plot. <laughs> I would watch porn Boy. to see the pizza two. guy He's asking for money, articles. and he then swears. she says, "I don't have any cash." Immediately tries to take her bra off, and then he goes, "Well, why did you order a pizza, you dumb bitch?" And then he immediately just leaves. <laughs> two. Two, uh, do you, do you, either of you remember a little game called Game Dev Tycoon? It was real big about eight or nine years ago. No, but I am going to look this up. This should be pretty interesting. I, I didn't play it. I very much know about it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Monster Hunter, Fortuan will understand this analogy I'm about to make, but Monster Hunter is the epitome of the game where you focus completely because you can focus on three things in that game you can focus on mechanics you can focus on story and you can focus on graphics yeah and it's you know you have to pick you have to choose like what you're going to throw your resources into and you have to balance those because you only have so many resources to develop your mm -hmm. game monster hunter is the epitome of the game that is focused wholly on mechanics mm -hmm. yeah and then they dial up graphics as far as they can uh before they run out of resources, and then whatever whatever is left, know, the crumbs will be for the story. And yeah, yes, the crumbs are for the plot. That that is yeah. Monster Hunter. So um, I mean, I'm still gonna say that's all it me, needs I, to be. I, I mean, I I'm not gonna I, yeah, say. I I really. I mean, I I don't get the salt about the plot, man. I'm sorry. I just I don't mean, get like it. you know, there was a <laughs> real opportunity for them to really like develop something as far as a story, but it felt like so damned rushed. Much like how the like like the campaign goes, that in itself was very rushed. The monsters were so easy to deal with with such low quality gear that you had that it wasn't really even much of a challenge. Like it took me like a month 
to beat it. And that was with considering that I had a job, that I have, like, other things that I need to take care of in my life, and it didn't really take me very long to deal with it. I'd play, for, play the game a couple of hours for a couple of days at a time, um, and it didn't take me very long to reach a very, very poorly executed end game where it was literally you were you were hunting Kulf Taroth. Well, actually, no, Kulf no, Taroth we're actually came like I think two base, months. Base world. Yeah, yeah, in base world. We're talking base world. Yeah, right? we're talking base world. Yeah, but so before Devil Joe. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah, like you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kulf Taroth was in base world because Kulvade. Kulf Taroth was like the last big thing I was into before I kind of like gave up on mm-hmm. Monster Hunter World. Yep. Also, my my PS4 started sounding like uh, a jet a, yeah. plane whenever I played Dude, it, and I got scared. Yeah. I have I've been talking. The, the, part of the reason why I'm so much I want to get a PS5 is I don't want my PlayStation 4 anymore. This is the system I have used the most. Oh, and, same. And hated the most. Yeah. I just oh it angers no, me how I'm much in the low same, times. I'm in the yeah, same I, boat. Yeah, I'm in the I, same I didn't boat. renew my PS Plus. My husband got because uh, it's just not worth it. I don't care. Like I just really don't care about the PlayStation Four my, anymore. My yeah. husband got uh, uh, what is it? The Spider-Man Miles Morales game. I forget what people what it's called. His grandma no, it's got just called bought it Miles Morales. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought I was joking around calling it the Miles Morales game. Okay. So, well, yeah, my husband got that for Christmas, and uh, mm-hmm. PS4 go burr very hard whenever he tries to turn it on. So, oh, I yeah. mean, it's it's apparently still compatible with the PS5 or something, because he has the physical disc. So, you know, someday, probably in about three or four I months, have, we're going to try getting one. I have a list of PS4 games I want to play when I get my PS5. I have a PS4. Yeah. I don't want to play them until I get a PS5 because it'll run it better. And that yeah. includes yeah. finishing God of War. That includes uh, I never played uh, Uncharted 4. I want to play that. Oh, it's good. Um, it's not bad. Spider-Man. Uh, well, it's probably like the weaker of the of the, of the the games as far as plot, but like the, the game itself, like the mechanics for it are excellent. They're pretty damn good compared to like other Uncharted games. Um, yeah, you know, and, and I agree. I, I don't I want to do the Spider-Man's. Um, I'm looking over there. Uh, have you played Dragon's I Dogma? I actually have my <laughs> Dragon's Dogma. I have it on the Switch. Okay, then um, yeah, you don't need to worry about PlayStation. I don't. I don't like it. I I am I am predisposed not to like Dragon's Dogma because that was the Capcom doesn't like Monster Hunter, so we're going to give them something quote unquote more Western friendly instead of giving them Monster Hunter. Dragon's Dogma leaves a bad taste in my mouth from Capcom, no matter how good of a game it was. Like, I just, I'm playing it, and I'm just like, this is like the, the, it's not that the game is bad, but it just feels bad. It's like, hey, you guys don't understand Monster Hunter, so here's this. And I was just, uh, that was the whole point of the series. Uh. Yeah, give me, a, give me a second, I gotta take my sweater off. I'm, I'm like so hot right now, like, whoo, just, whoo, boy. Uh, yeah. But I was. Meanwhile, I'm under a comforter and wearing shoes because yeah. my heat is still catching yeah. up. And I was going to say, like, you know, I wouldn't really care that much about the story for a Monster Hunter game that much, considering that Freedom Unite is my all-time favorite of, like, the entire series. For, for you, felt really but good. But they do but... put it in your face. 
they do pretty much put the story in your face. I get where you're going with this. Like, yeah. you know, revenge against the Tigrex and working your way up the the food chain until, you know, you yeah. finally beat it. But I mean, like, it still carries on even after that once you get into the hub quests and when you have to deal with, like, true titans that literally, like, stand, like, hundreds of, you know, meters or feet oh, above you. Yeah, there's like a Cantor. A Cantor. A Cantor. Conlos and Shen Gao Ren and Lao Shen Lung and Yamatsukami. Like, there's a ton of big bosses at the very end that are still worth your time. And the game is just loaded with monsters. It's a good game. Um, it's way mm-hmm. better than Base World, where you were literally... Like, here's, here's how it worked out. So, what you had to do was you had to worry about augmenting your weapon. Well, how did the augment system work back then? You had to focus on an RNG-based system where you had to fight tempered elder dragons and you had to pray that you were going to get the streamstones that you needed and you had to pray on top of that that they were going to be the right class so they had they they were specifically focused towards the specific weapon that you were running and then you had to also think about you know oh call Tarath weapons the new meta okay gee i wonder how i'm going to get those oh it's rng based oh that's excellent and it's also based off of a limited mm-hmm. two week rotational quest system and that was another thing that i really hated was that they forced events on you in two weeks at a time i've got other things that i want to do in my life and i've got other games that i want to play in my life i don't want to get sucked into solely monster hunter the whole time but that's 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 kind of that's kind of what got me out of playing uh monster hunter world well that and ps4 go Mm burn issues Mm -hmm. but uh That's not saying it's good or bad, but that has been in Monster Hunter before. So when it was mm -hmm. more, when it was more designed for an online experience, like it was for the PS2 Mm -hmm. game, because it was made to be an online game, then um, there was rotating event quests every two weeks. Yeah. So, and the only way you could fight Kieran in Gen 1 was this rotating event quest that had Kieran. So if you didn't do the event quest, you never fought Kieran. Exactly. Kieran was not part of the main story or the main game. Um, so, like, it's not the first time that this has come up, but I do think that we won't see that again in a portable title. I think that's... I think Monster Hunter Rise probably won't have that because of the the uh, uh, the assumption that there won't be available Wi-Fi for certain Exactly. And that's something that I really appreciated about the mobile games was that when you wanted to do event quests, Mm -hmm. all you had to do was just download them and then they were always accessible to you, which is something that I really appreciated because I'm kind of a busy guy. I've got things that really, you know, that I have to prioritize above video games. I mean, there was one time where I actually decided to skip out on movie night, going to the theater with some friends because I was in the middle of a Yanguruga hunt. Only in an event quest that I couldn't afford to skip because it was probably the last day that I had to do it, and I wanted to farm up materials and special and special stuff that I otherwise would not be able to get. So I ended up skipping out on you know hanging out with friends. You know what a selfish game! Holy shit! Um, and then there was another thing: the 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 AT Elder Dragons. You you had to fight mm-hmm. like these ridiculously hard oh, monsters. Yeah. Don't for equipment that didn't. Don't really get me started on shit. lazy bad endgame. That needs to be an episode of itself. Just bad, terrible endgame. Yeah, and uh, yeah, AT's one of them. Yeah, Apex being another. 
I would say that Frenzy, Borderlines being another. I think Frenzy was a cool mechanic for certain monsters. For certain I think ones, it, yes. Uh, I think it was. I think it was okay I didn't in the story. Get Frenzy. Apex was brutal. I don't. I didn't. I didn't get Frenzy. Well, it was basically Gormagala infecting things and raising them as zombies. Yeah, getting um, everything rabies. Yeah. Except well, rabies don't bring things back from the dead. No, that's true. Yes, zombie, zombie rabies. rabies. Oh, yeah. Which which game is it that has like super fast rabid zombies? That would have been for you. Where I think uh, it was Apex Monsters, where the no 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 no, 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 no. you're thinking like, hyper not, not monster. like hyper monsters. Yeah. No, I'm talking no. about there was some so, there was some zombie. Oh, yeah, not to, was it was it one of the Resident Evils? Was it one of the Resident? Well, let Evils? me see. There, there's a Resident Evil One had the red eye zombies that couldn't be killed. If, if that's what you're talking about, there's a lot of games um, with zombies in them. Um, we Left could be... Left for yeah. Dead had some zombies that were super fast. Like the, 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 what was the hunter? Yeah. The hunter was, a. The last of us had clickers. This is a super tangent. They were kind of spooky. It's Um, fine. I think it was in 28 Days Later. Oh, that game. That's the movie. Oh, wait, no, yeah, movie. That's, yeah, Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the movie I'm thinking of. That's the movie um, I'm thinking of. And I mean, of course, there's also, there's also the bastardization of, uh. What was that one game? The fucking movie with Will Smith. The fucking movie with Will Smith that was the Omega Man. Legend. I am legend. Yeah. Yeah. But those like those guys were supposed to be vampires, not zombies, but whatever. Uh, they were failed cancer treatments. That's what I thought they were. Um. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, yeah. I didn't... In, uh... Vampires. That's weird. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, they did call yeah. them vampires. Originally, they're supposed to be more vampires than zombies, so that's that explains a lot about them. I'm trying to remember mm. the name of that one zombie game. Um, something dead. Zombie U. Uh, shoot, what was it? It it was two words. It was like a it was an alliteration. The Walking Dead, a Telltale uh, story. No, no, no. The Walking Dead had zombie zombies. They did not I can't have. Remember what zombies. it was called? But um, uh, Dead Island. <sighs> Yeah, we won't worry about that. But, um, yeah, I mean... I'm just going to keep listening. Zombies ate my neighbors. <laughs> While you guys talk, I'll be on TV tropes trying to I'm figure this out. I'm not even going to worry about it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no. like it, Base World was just shit. Absolute fucking garbage. I'm not even going to lie about okay. it. It does, it does not I deserve don't... the title of a Monster Hunter game. In its own, it's a game... It's acceptable for, you know, that particular player that I, you know, likes that kind of content. If they like it, that's fine. But I don't think that it deserves the title of Monster Hunter as a game. And I know I'm going to trigger a lot of people when I say that, but Base World was probably the worst experience for a Monster Hunter game I had ever had. Iceborne did a better job for it. They kept me hooked for a good long while, but... Then the content also quickly dried up for me after getting to the end game and clearing out everything, including Fatalis. I mean, like all the uh, the 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 monthly sequence of new DLC content did kept me keep me going for a good while. But then after you know after it immediately dries up, it, 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 you know then I have nothing to do, and then you know I could just move on to a different game, and I just don't care about it. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But like, <laughs> like 
I think it did a very poor job of keeping my attention for, you know, for what it had, you know, as, it, yeah. you know, because you needed to keep feeding stuff to players in order to keep them interested. Whereas with a lot of other titles, I spent tens of thousands of hours on those collectively without even trying and you know like all i had to do was just play the game and because there's always something more to do here's my theory morgue as to why base world was uh there's there's a lot of factors as to why that was the case for me Mm -hmm. right maybe maybe this will maybe this will resonate with you um I did not expect this and turn to a Monster Hunter World rant, but here we go. Um, We're here now. Yep. Um, so, A, every single title of Monster Hunter progressively since the first Monster Hunter has got easier. Mm-hmm. Period. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. That helps with... Accessibility. You know, lo- lowering... Help, yeah, accessibility is always a good thing, right? And lowering the, lowering the, the skill floor... I feel is always a good thing. Now it doesn't make the game overall. It's not te- te- technically that doesn't make the game overall easier. I would say that Four Ultimate is probably one of the hardest games, even though it, the skill floor was a lot lower than other Monster Hunters. Mm-hmm. I would say the things that had you do in the end game before you, probably some of the hardest content that they've had, especially with Apex. Now, and I would say even Gen Ultimate and Gen base gen with some of the deviant fights being granted i haven't done all the deviant fights i will admit that um but from what i know of some of the deviant fights them being some of the, like top tier stuff like bloodbath diablos mm-hmm. which i still haven't fought that's that's another goal of mine before rise is to get that stuff done oh yeah um um yeah i'm going through a lot of monster Hunter backlog i didn't think i would want uh want to do but here i am um and then um, I would say there was the you have uh, a a lower skill floor, but there was not a higher skill ceiling for Monster Hunter World. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. Right? The content was just purely easier. Um, we have uh, we have a very big shift in mentality of. Uh, so we, we were used to the way the Monster Hunter plays for so long. I would say from the first game all the way up until Generations, we have a sort of same flow of Monster Hunter. Yeah. That just gets better with the more... Uh, gets Just gets better with all the quality of life improvements, right? Yeah, I agree. Going back and playing 3 Ultimate with Ace this week, this past week... Was it, I was cracking up laughing because, like, oh, yeah, I have to hit A to jump up on a ledge. That is a thing. I yep. actually have to hit an input to jump up. Yep. Oh, my gosh, I forgot that. So stuff like that or, oh, my gosh, I actually have to crouch and then hit A and wait till the animation's done and then hit A. You couldn't just hold in A. That was a generations thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, you, you have the quality of life, which I think World did wonders for quality of life. I don't oh. think it's arguable that World was quality of life-wise what Monster Hunter needed. But the problem is, the, you know what, you have a, the, the easier the games, you get by it faster, right? Oh, also, God, yes. there's straight up less content. 
And what that means is there's less monster and monster variety. Mm -hmm. That was the thing to me that killed World. And I I wrote a, uh, you can find it on my Reddit. I don't know if you guys ever read it. Uh, but it was shortly after I had left a moder as a moderator for r slash Monster Hunter. I wrote a six post review on Monster Hunter World and base game. This is before Devil's Jeez. Joke, mm-hmm. and it was you know it's each of them. It probably ends up to being about one or two of my ecology lengths in total, Pan. So it's not like crazy long, but I okay. But I, I separated it into six parts because I had I talked about the aesthetics, I talked about the monsters, and I think the biggest thing that that held Monster Hunter World back was just the lack of variety. You have Oh yeah. You, it's all flying wyverns. It's flying wyverns as far as the eye can that see. That and fanged wyverns. Those are the two big ones. Yeah. There's a lot of fanged wyverns. So we're talking Toby Toby stuff. Yeah. Toby Odo Great Gyros, um, Great Jagras, kind of literally just loaded with yeah. like quadrupedal monsters, a couple of T Rexes, and uh, a lot of you, well, wyverns that just fly thing. around everywhere. Not a That's lot of the weird all ones. That the game was. Right. So, uh, there was a lot of safe monsters. Uh, I think we had a situation where, at first, right, the only things that came back were a couple things, right? We got Rathian, Rathalos, Diablos that came back. And then we had Baroth, and we had. Uh, I'm trying to think really hard. Uragon, Lavasioth. Um, Uragon and, and Lavasioth, yeah. The Four Wraths. Um, not correcting you. That's just how I say it. Yeah. But yeah, we didn't we didn't have a lot of monster variety, and monster variety is the lifeblood of Monster Hunter because what you get from a monster is sort of like the game economy. Exactly. Right? Because from a monster, you get the gameplay. You get the quests, you get armor and weapons, you get, (laughs) like, everything comes from the monster. And that's what I love about the lore of Monster Hunter. It fits so well with the gameplay, Mm -hmm. right? It's like a puzzle piece that fits perfectly, because the economy of Monster Hunter gameplay is the monster. The economy of Monster Hunter lore is the monster. Mm -hmm. Like... Like, it's all interconnected. Yeah. So, like, when you have such a low content, this is also why... At first, I had a lot of problems getting into Try. Try was the same deal. Try had a lot of game improvements, right? Yeah. It had, but they dro- they dropped weapons, right? They dropped uh, not half, but close to it of the weapons. So we lost bow, hunting horn, and um, but we gained switch axe. We we lost uh, dual blades, I think. You could um, almost say that light and heavy bow gun were also dropped in favor of the medium-heavy bowgun, which was probably arguably the yeah, most broken they had that thing weird, at the time. They had that weird bowgun customization system that a bowgun was not a classification as much as the weapon class was bowgun, and depending on what you put on it, it was light, heavy, or medium. Um, that was a weird system. But then 3 Ultimate brought that all back. But you had the same problem. In Try... I don't. Uh, I can't remember exactly. It's either tied for, just above, or below the least amount of monsters ever in a Monster Hunter game. Yeah. And and, and I think it, it might even be less than the, the base PS One game, but I'm not sure. I'm not that. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd have to actually go look. But it's close. It's that or close to it when it just came off of sixty something monsters from Freedom United. Yeah. So it was like. It was that much of a shock because we came off a of Gen Ultimate 
or Jen, I would say, Jen had 60-something as well. Mm -hmm. And you go into Base World, and we had 30. And that was 30... Yeah, 30, dead even 30. Then, uh, and... So that 30 is not a terrible number of monsters, but the problem is they didn't have a lot of variety Mm -hmm. within that 30. Yeah. So we had... A lot, we had a lot, a big gap in ice monsters. We had a big gap in lightning monsters, and we had a g- big gap that still exists and always has existed in monster water monsters. Yeah, right. Like water monsters were so scarce in all the monster hunters, and and up until you get some of the crazy stuff like you know the ninety something monsters in Gen mm-hmm. Ultimate, where even then water monsters have always been the least, which is weird to me. You think water would be the most common? Yeah, you'd think that. With, not the case. With... <sighs> I don't... I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. And I guess with the shortage of monsters that was in it, I mean, I can't really blame them for having a lack of monsters as much because of, like, the fact that they had to, like, upgrade everything and then just try and work with the skeletons that would right. work in the game. I mean, it was a shame that Leviathans couldn't work, but, you know, you get the hand that you're dealt. Well, you play it there's the only one water... There's only two water leviathans, and that's Mitsuzune, which we got, and then Royal Ludroth. All the other ones are fire, lightning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they seem to cover all, all the, the other, other elements, you know, pretty damn well. Um, With- that was also another thing was that it wasn't just the the shortage of monsters; it was the shortage of like key quests. Like they didn't. Um, they, I feel like they kind of handled that very poorly because they they didn't like back then. They kind of hid the key quests from you. So you kind of had to like work your way through all the quests that you had and try and figure out which ones were the essential ones that gave you the urgent to work towards the next stage. Whereas I mean with world most people just looked up what the key quests were and powered that, through it. Yeah, but I mean like somebody on. had That's... to play through it in order to be able to develop a guide in order to provide sure. the information for those of us who who would use it. And of course and... it it did help because there were a lot of quests and so you'd have to kind of like search through fish out all the the essential ones you needed. But it wasn't just the fact that they just threw the key quests at you all the time in world, but it was also the fact that there were so few of them too. Like you'd maybe have to do maybe one or sure. two of them per per for level of difficulty that you before you worked your way up to the very tippy top. And it felt like in in that regard like, you know, scaling your way all the way up to the very tippy top without even considering any of the other monsters, all the different weapons and materials that they could provide for you to, to, as you scaled your way up, taking that completely out of the the equation, a lot of monsters got a lot of neglect because there was no reason to go back to use any of like the materials or such for those monsters, unless they followed the upgrade tree to get the, the big bad weapon that you were looking for. And so many people ignored Giratados for a long mm-hmm. time up until Giratados ended up making good uh, water weapons and ice. Exactly. Pool. Like a lot of things. Yeah. I get what yeah. you're saying. And that's that I feel was something that they handled kind of poorly for that game. And in, in other games, it's not as bad because like even in generations, I think they gave you like hints as to what kinds of missions that you would have to do. And, but I mean, like, yeah, there are obviously, like, online guides on the internet that would tell you exactly what you needed to do. The text would tell you. But I mean, like, when I was first playing Freedom Unite, I, the only things that we had were wikis and subreddits and, like, downloadable text files. 
to give you all the information that you needed for all the essentials, including like um, cat meals, how how even like the the cats in the kitchen even worked as a unit or like, you know, like weapon trees, because they did not show you any of the information that you needed in order to be able to upgrade all your weapons to now the branches that you needed. I would say that was a bad thing. Not necessarily a bad thing. It was something that we just, that's just how you played. Yeah. I like the, I like the more information we have these days. I agree. I like the being able to plan things, things out. I I like playing a um, game, having a better understanding of it. Yeah. Back then it was a slog. It was no wonder that I spent 8,000 hours on Freedom Unite was because I was exploring as much as I could to try and understand it as deeply as I could. But with World, like, with Iceborne included, I got just barely over a thousand hours. Like, that's it. Like, I don't even need to play the game anymore. I'm just, there's nothing left to do because I have all the best gear, all of the best weapons, all of the decorations that I need. Like, there's literally now, nothing left for me to do in that game. So I can just safely drop it and say, that's that. But I mean, with other games, well, I could just go back to them and still find more things that I need to do to clear the checklist. Be like, okay, what do I need to do? Well, I need to do this in order to get these specific weapons that I know are going to help me for this fight that I've been struggling with. And I'm going to need these particular skills that come from six or seven different monsters because I'm making a mixed set. Stuff like that. But that's another thing with World was that the meta was so easy to achieve with the decorations that you could obtain, as well as the armor sets that they literally threw at you. It it was not very hard to make the best of the best, because it was on on pretty much everything in the endgame. Like, it was so readily accessible. Like, how many different sets do you know have crit boost on them? Almost everything. There was, there's a, yeah. Now, there was a lot of, and also the, uh, the rare parts were easier to grind too. Mm-hmm. because if you wanted, you wanted a plate or a Ruby or something, you would just put up an investigation, which I love. Yeah. Investigations are one of the big things I love about, uh, world. Mm-hmm. Um, um, also world. I, I was, there's a lot of good things about world too. World's the first one where I really got into crown hunting. Yeah. I have never crown hunted before yeah. world. And that's, that's where I did it. And, I have, you know, two Platinums for Monster Hunter World. Yeah. You know, both it and Iceborne, because I actually like the Crown Hunter. Yeah. And I'm actually considering doing it uh, in in um, GU and 3U, um, maybe. I'm not sure as 3U as much. Um, I'm mostly just doing that with Ace when he can. Because, mm-hmm. like, I still have my G character. I still had my character. I don't know if you saw that in the Discord, Morg. I posted it. Um, but to, to your point... I don't think every Monster Hunter has like thousands of hours worth of gameplay, though. I mean, I feel I let I put down three ultimate with having done my quote unquote job of what I wanted to do in that game mm-hmm. per se, right? Yeah, that I found more I wanted to do now, but I didn't breach three hundred hours on that. It was two hundred and seventy-two when I opened up that save. Oh wow! So, I well, I'm not I saying that as like a bad I, thing, like, but that that's actually pretty damn good to clear that much of the game in so little time. The only thing I didn't do is I didn't fully clear clear the final online checklist, and I didn't do the offline Elatron. Everything else is fully cleared. I've done every quest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't do things like build every weapon in a tree. I don't. I don't build every armor like some people. That's not. I, I'm not a completionist in that way. I'm more of the completionist on the monster end with those crowns. 
Um, so, so Pan, what, what, just curiosity, since we're in this deep discussion about playtime, um, what's the longest you played a Monster Hunter title? I'd have to uh, grab my DS and look it up. Um, if you give me like five seconds, I can look at. Sure. Can, can you look at playtimes on your DS? I yeah, I think you can. I think there's actually yeah. like the 3DS. Okay. Yeah, there's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, give me just a second yeah. to figure it out, because um, I'm certain GU is still in it, and if it's not, it's on the shelf next to the DS. So give me just a minute and continue talking to Morg about your plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I will say, Morg, I have never reached a single title that broached 3,000 hours, because I only put a, I only put 2,500 in the original Monster Hunter, and that was my longest uh, and mm. but that was because I was 16 when I was playing that, and you know, in high school, yeah. And uh, very quickly had a girlfriend at that time, but like, you know, like I, I, you know, when I wasn't with her, I was gaming or whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so I want to say that, like, I don't think having thousands of hours into Monster Hunter is necessary to get what you want out of the game absolutely not yeah. i will say that maybe 200 is a probably good benchmark for hitting end game mm-hmm. probably oh easily yeah um um i don't have data at all for any of the psp titles i have psps i have the games all of my data i do believe is gone for those mm-hmm. um i have the 3ds i probably could get the times out i will never boot up a 3ds again just like the PlayStation Four, I hate it. It's one of the. <laughs> I played it because I played it literally because Monster Hunter was on it. That's it. Same thing with the PSP. Monster Hunter's my number one system seller. The next one being Diablo, mm-hmm. which is usually PC anyway. Yeah. So. Um, oh shit! I also realized that I, yeah, they also made um, rare materials super duper easily accessible because. If you didn't have the materials and you yeah, didn't want to grind them, yeah, that's what I'm saying them, with the investigations. Just, well, not only that, but you could also just get tickets. It was yeah. literally just I paid for. Yeah, also that. But um, crown hunting solves that though. Crown hunting solves all your material. Oh, needs, definitely, including decorations. Yeah, you don't even need to even worry about that when you're doing crown hunting. Um, now granted, I did not do efficient crown hunting, quote unquote. Um, doing low rank stuff. I yeah, I don't look. <laughs> No, no, not not only that. I'll do. I did high rank in world, and then I did G rank in in Iceborne. But I also, I always killed every monster. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I was doing silver, Los, and Goldian, which were literally the last two monsters I had to do. Uh, Ace did most of it with me. Um, like I did. Like we go into a quest, we kill the monster. We don't just size it up and abandon if it's too too small or too big. Like, if it's not the right size, you like still got to do it. A lot of people it. said to do. There was a lot. There was still me- you know, people were measuring and stuff, and we would be like, "Eh, I don't know All if right. this is good enough." And then we just did it. Mm-hmm. All right, Pan, hit us. What was it? What was your longest? All right. So I got Monster Hunter Generations, uh, at two hundred nineteen hours. That's solid. Uh, mm. last played. Uh, last played November tenth, two thousand seventeen. Apparently. Mm. Okay. And then I have four ultimate at 109 hours. Last played, Jesus Christ, uh, 3-2-2016. Wow. That's actually not bad. 3-2. I was probably playing Titanfall 2 then. Probably. Yeah. So, yeah, Genu. Uh, yeah. Um, 
Let's play. Yeah. Doom. So, uh, Ge- Monster Hunter Generations. That'd be two hundred nineteen hours, and I believe I was able. Yeah, looking at the timelines for this, uh, one of the reasons I was able to rack up uh, two hundred nineteen hours on it is because uh, I worked at a satellite location for the mm-hmm. electronics shop I used mm-hmm. to work at, and I'd get like two customers a day. That was my Freedom Unite days. I worked at a Radio Shack beside an abandoned Walmart. Yeah, that's essentially the kind of place I was working at at the time. This is also um, where I had the super and, creepy yeah. guy I've talked about a couple times that was, uh, that was a furry. That is the reason why I'm very cringy about furries. Nah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Looking through my uh my my log on my this is oh yeah this is my uh fancy 3ds mm-hmm. so I've I've had a few DSs. I've um, had two, and I no longer own the first yeah. one. So. Yeah, my original DS is a pink DS mm. light. Which it had the uh, it had the the hinge uh, defect. Oh, no. Okay, so don't have it. So it's it's actually in a couple. Well, no, I have it. It's just uh, it's been um, I forget what the what the stuff is, but it's like this plastic stuff that turns super hard after you apply it. Oh, it's been sealed? epoxy. So you've sealed it. No, it's been like it's been like epoxied back together. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like my dad epoxied it back together after it mm, fell apart. Jeez. Um, so I've got I've got that, um, and then I had uh, I had a 3DS that I bought off a friend who was. Uh, that's a long story, but um, I bought it very I bought it for fifty bucks off a friend a 3DS Star Fox uh, DS uh, Zelda mm. Ocarina of Time DS and like one other game that I don't oh Scribble Knots. Mm. Scribble Knots is awesome. And so I don't know what my total. Yeah, I don't know what my total gameplay times across all my DSs is. Uh, Mine would be low. Pokemon probably takes the cake. Oh, uh, that that's fair. Oh no, the DS, the DS was like my main console for a long time. I yep. I just I hated it so much. It was too small. Oh and then yeah, I got the I got the no, new like, 3DS that was bigger and I liked it a lot more. But still, I didn't. It wasn't. I'm so much more a console gamer than oh, yeah. a handheld gamer. Yeah, my the the Zelda 3DS that I just mentioned. It's a new 3DS XL. It's the gold one that with the Zelda seal yep, on it. Yeah, it's the one that released the same day as the uh, the what was it the Generations one, the Blue Generations one I have. Oh, okay. Yeah, I say like I saved up my money and bought this one off eBay, and I was so proud of myself for like having a real job that could afford this. Anywho, um, mm-hmm. I probably have a lot more um, on. There's probably a lot more time on Monster Hunter, uh, which one was it? Which one did I have less time on? Probably, probably th- uh, yeah. for you. I, yeah, so, yeah, that one has a lot less time racked up on this DS, but that's because, uh, I, pr- I played it a lot on my older, the black mm. DS, mm-hmm. the one that I bought off my friend. Um, but that DS is no longer with me, I sold it to, I gave it away to my friend's girlfriend because she promised to play video games with me. Uh, but then oh. they broke up like two weeks later. Oh wow, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, I mean he broke up with her, so oh, okay. it was no plotting on her part. Yeah, it was no plotting on her part. But I gave her, I gave her one of my spare DSs because she promised to play some two-player games with me, and that's yeah. tangent. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, for me, the focal point for games should be the gameplay 
which is the biggest and most important one for me. The story can come second, but it has to be good. It it needs to at least have some substance to it, and then the graphics can come a little bit later for me. Um, honestly, yeah, yeah. Like if if we were to go solely off of like you know the oh the significance of the graphics. Well, why is it that, you know, Fallout 76 was never a good game until, like, all the recent patches and having, you know, years and years of development on it, it finally being a good game? Why oh, is yeah. it that Anthem completely failed? Like, that the, the developers just dropped the game and decided, hey, we're going to make a new game, the 2.0 for it, and we're going to make it free. I mean, like, why is it that No Man's this Skies is... was not good when it first came out? Like... This is why... I was so disappointed and unenthused with PlayStation 4 and um, Xbox One when they were announced. Yeah. Right? Because all they were was a system update. That That's what they are. They're a hardware update. Nothing more. Nothing less. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> for a PlayStation 3 and an Xbox 360. Yeah. It's literally just software updates. I was so... um yeah and it's it's well hardware right so it is better processor and that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff the the thing that the first time that playstation has ever and i mean ever attracted me to buying a console on launch i have never had a playstation on launch Mm -hmm. is the playstation 5 because of the solid state drive and i can play the playstation 4 games i was waffling on playing um because that'll they'll run better in fact mm-hmm. i didn't even buy a game that i want that i love the series just cause you ever played those i like to call it just cuz oh i don't think uh, i have played just cause um i'm gonna probably check just cause is like a grand theft auto where you are left on a island and you're an action movie star instead of a drug dealer like you get to ride on top of cars grappling hook onto airplanes like it's just insane that like now that sounds like, like a fun game it is. However, Just Cause 3 takes 10 minutes from boot up on PlayStation 4 to get to playing. Damn. 10 minutes. Yep. I timed it. I timed it. And I was like, I was like, I hate this. And it was it was something that me and the ex-wife used to really enjoy. Now, my ex-wife liked to, uh, a lot of people called it backseat gaming, but it was how, you know, like we game together. She would, she wasn't very good at games. I was, so we would talk while I was playing and she would oh, what's that over here? Like, I don't know. Let's check it out mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, that, But that led to a lot of games not getting finished because she didn't want to do it at the time or that kind of thing. That's why I never finished The Witcher 3 on PlayStation. Yeah. But um, stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, it was, to me it was an enjoyable experience at the time. But I love Just Cause because it is so fun and so crazy and so over to the top. Mm-hmm. It's it's You get to play Bruce Willis in an action film, it feels like. Um, but like, you, you just do the crazy stuff. Um, yeah. but I didn't get just cause four because I was like, I'm not dealing with his load times. I'm just not doing yeah. it. So I was very glad when PS five was like, Hey, here's look at the look here. We're actually doing something, mm-hmm. right? We're actually doing something to improve your game experience creatively. Not so much. Right. Yeah. I was, I like the more creative stuff. That's why the switch interested me. Right. Yeah. I can now pull it off the TV and play. now at the time when switch came out, I was married still. I wasn't divorced like I am now. 
So I didn't have to worry about who had the TV now. I can just play because I'm single. But, you know, at the time, I was like, oh, she can watch her show and I can sit down and next to her and play and, and talk. Mm-hmm. Right? And that was sort of the appeal of the Switch for me to begin with. And it wasn't, it was not the graphics, right? Like, like we said before, like, you know, like, what graphics don't make a game, it's the aesthetics, right? Exactly. There's nothing about, there's nothing about, now, graphics can enhance the aesthetics. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. It can look a lot cooler, and there's nothing to, ba- bad with having better graphics. But having like ter- like having terrible graphics that don't match the aesthetics, that's bad. But like, I don't think that Monster Hunter Rise, at least in the demo, looks that bad. No, like I'm it's not, great. It looks a hell of a lot. It looks a hell of a lot better than Generations Ultimate. Oh God, yeah, right? it does. It definitely looks got like. Oh gosh, I almost yes. want to say that Generations, oh my gosh. Generations Ultimate, they kind of have well, Generations Ultimate in particular, like it's so crisp, but everything is like polygon ish. In I, I don't want to say it like that, but I mean, like, it kind of feels like almost N sixty four. Oh, it is. It is. It's yeah, okay. where like it is. It's not N sixty four. It's like it's like yes. two, it's like a two D <laughs> texture, you know, applied to to like a full like a fully developed frame it, it it's it's kind of interesting like you'll see what i mean That's if you look at legaiacris they're just better hiding it yeah like yeah. if you look at the legaiacris's body like you can clearly see that there there's no there's like like with the scales like there are no layers of scales like overlapping each other as it goes across the body kind of like how like um most animals would be. or even mizutsune like it, mizutsune in the new in rise looks phenomenal compared to what it was in generations ultimate like you can actually like feel the yeah. texture in 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 the way that like the the oh, yeah. the scales overlap each other it almost like kind of looks like a koi fish almost and then like the the fine hairs like some of them seem coarser than others but like and then like the way that like um uh, the fins on its head and across its back like uh, for the longest while i thought that they just had like the the same um uh measure of uh what's the word i'm looking for like sturdiness or tan- tangibility i don't know what it is but it turns out that like the the, the 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 fins on the back are like they're much harder and coarser and thicker than the ones that are on its head which kind of like have like this gentle frail mm-hmm. like they're very thin whereas the ones on the back they seem like they're like almost like a harder plate like almost like keratin like fingernail it almost seems like they're thicker and more durable um you you know you don't really get that with generations ultimate but um yeah like it it's so so good and that's also another thing that i wanted to point out is that another argument in favor of like you know people saying you know oh graphics are all that well explain the undertale explosion or like how bug snacks got onto ps5 and people still seem to enjoy that one immensely i mean it's yeah, <laughs> that just kind of like blows that argument completely out of the water. Um, it's you know, and sometimes people that's just what they yeah. value, right? And I don't want to say that what they value necessarily is bad. However, things can be, things don't have mm-hmm. to be best graphics all yeah. the time. And you know what, if if that's all you cared about for Monster Hunter and Monster Hunter World, fine. Yeah. Right? There's enough people that are going to buy 
buy the game that we're going to have people to hunt with. And you know what? If it doesn't sell as well as World, oh well. It's a it's a series that's staying. It's a series that 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 survived the abysmal sales of the first game and went on to create create yeah. <laughs> you know we're now we're now talking um what is it 17 years of the series now in this in 2021 yeah yeah it's the 17th year um you know it's just you know talking about today's my birthday i was realizing this while i was while I was talking about monster Hunter the other day i have literally played this game over half of my life this is the longest I mean, some games like Mario, let's per se, a lot of people played more than half their lives. But like Monster Hunter is to the point where it has been my favorite game for more than half of the, half of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is <laughs> holy cow. Um, now Doom has been up there because I've been playing Doom since it came out, and I was five when that came out. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. Yeah, it's just there was a lot of just drama going on, and it was. And I think it devolved into the graphics talk, but there was like, oh, weapon bad, so you're bad, and balance, and then I don't know. There was just drama about other stuff, and it's just like, holy cow, guys! And sometimes I chime in on that stuff on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I don't really like to start fires or that kind of stuff. But I really, I I have this thing about when I was a moderator. And Pan, I don't know if you have this, but like, I don't like, I don't like people discluding other people or putting people down or that kind of stuff. Oh, I am, I am super defensive about that for reasons not related to being an internet well, moderator. Well, it came out because I was an internet moderator, right? You know, you know, like a lot of stuff on the internet, you know, we have like, there's always racism and sexism and stuff that we're dealing with all the, all the time as, you know, as a society, just American society, Canadian society, internet society all around the world. Right. We're, we're, we're dealing with social issues um, and, you know, trying to get through it. And I have never, well, not never, but it was very rare for me to deal with any sort of racism um, because, I'm Native American, but, like, not a lot of people know that or see that because I'm definitely mixed, right? It's not like it's not like I'm clearly Native American if you look at me. But um, one of the biggest things that really spurred me into this mentality is when I was a moderator uh, for, for the r slash Monster Hunter is someone personally messaging me, but they were leaving Reddit entirely um, because they didn't like how people were making fun of them for being French and playing the insect glaive with the Jesus Monte. Oh yeah. That one, that one actually quite adversely affected uh, the French community. Like, (laughs) right. And people, people were unable to enjoy a game that I also enjoyed because like they would come into a room, they would see that their name is in French or they would be in a hunt and they would be like Jesus Monte and they would kick them immediately. Kicked, leave the room, bye. Like the moment they were in, in and it was Oof. like, a, it wasn't just a, uh, it was both fact that they were French and they're using an insect glaive or something. Sometimes even people that were just French were kicked if they weren't using an insect glaive. So that meant if you were French and you went into a for you lobby, 
that you were most likely going to get kicked. And if you were a French person going into a for you lobby with an insect glaive, you were almost certainly going to get kicked. Yeah. And it was insane. And it was like, they just can't play the game with other people. That's it. That's nuts. So I really cracked down on that on Reddit. And, and then it kind of brought that up to me. It's like, like you can't do that. So like, some of that mentality is what really sparked me to re- to respond is, you know, I don't like when people are like, hey, you have to do things my way. I don't really like that elitism. Yeah. Right. That, that sometimes comes in. And there was a lot of that going around with this drama going on in Twitter. So I, I quoted one guy. I, that's the one time I really engaged with it. And I was like, look, we don't want this in the community. Do not be, you know, this is not the mentality we need. And that's all I said. You know, I didn't do anything more with it. Um, but it's it's just it's insane because like ugh, I had to work with a very elitist person on the R slash Monster Hunter stuff too, and most people who have been there and know this person know this is the you know this is the case. He's he's the reason why I left the moderation team. Honestly. This guy drove me out after me doing that for six years because it was just so bad working with him and so bad interacting with him on Reddit. And the sad thing is he's still a mod, but he doesn't do anything. He hasn't even had any... Every time I check up, he doesn't do, hasn't had any activity in a couple years now. Like, since basically I left. Which sucks. But, like, also I don't want to be a moderator anymore anyways. <laughs> It's a stressful job for nothing. Yep. But, Sadly so. <sighs> yeah, I think I think we've, we've sufficiently ranted tonight, Morg. I'm sorry, Pan. I know you didn't get to say much during that. It's okay. It's okay. I'm fine. So yeah, I, mm-hmm. I this is what I expected. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, I was I was um, even going to say that. Yeah, there have been a couple of times where I would go into random hubs, and they would consist primarily of people who were French. And they were very scared to play with me. <laughs> and it was like, it was a good yeah, thing that yeah. I knew like some little French, like, you know, je n'ai pas parlé français, you know, anglais s'il vous plaît. And then I, they'd be like, okay, <laughs> that, uh, I guess he's all right. You know, and I did speak a little yeah. bit, but not enough to really I'd keep be up like with everything on... they were saying. But I mean, like, it didn't really matter that much as long as I knew what they were doing. And I mean, like, I didn't really care if they played the insect glaive as long as they were getting the mouse and they were toppling the monster. Um, that was something that I never really worried about in For You, but, you know, I I saw what the what it how was... that backlash affected them. And it's the same thing even, like, yeah. carried over with Prowler users in Generations in GU. Like, damn, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, because, because that was inferior, they shouldn't be yeah, using like, it. Yeah, like, apparently the DPS wasn't high enough. Let people play a game. I know that was my that was my yeah. look on it. Like one of my one of my better friends. Uh, my brother is a prowler yeah. main. He loves the it's, prowler. It's not bad. I mean, like, it, sure. Like, who cares about you know the the suboptimal damage? It's that's not what it's about. You know, it, we cleared we cleared just the two of us out of call. Yeah, like if you can't clearing out of call with a with a cat with three cats and one hunter, I think it's fine. Right? I I did I did it to uh, I did the same thing with Shigaru Magala where I played as a cat and I didn't faint once. Um, one of my friends was a longsword main and they carded twice in a Shigaru Magala hunt and I was still fine for most of the time. But I mean, 
yeah. I don't know. Like you don't have to play optimally. Not everyone has to play optimally. I mean, so Pan, you were about ready to say something before Morgan. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have another rant coming, so I'm going to save it. For um, I I can't remember. Oh, oh, I remember now. Yeah, so I'd be like on uh, I'd be like on Google Translate, being like trying to. Uh, oh, that's cool. Trying to just like quickly, quickly Google Translate a couple of like very simplistic huh. phrases, like, like one minute change armor, because like I wanted them to wait a sec while I like switched Ooh, up my mama. armor for Super whatever brain. monster we were fighting. Yeah, you see, see, Morg, I I live in the very middle of the United States. I uh, live in the heart of it. Still English. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, we don't we don't have the well. I mean, we do have the uh, we do have like Mexican subpopulations of Vietnamese. Oddly enough, Vietnam a lot of Vietnamese people in Nebraska. I remember you saying that one time? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a weird amount of Vietnamese people in Nebraska. <laughs> oh, you. I mean, it's nice because like it's it's nice because like I can get all kinds of like crazy like fruits and fish and stuff at the at the Asian market. Here in town, but apple pears are yeah. Damn I just delicious. never would have suspected it. <clears throat> so good. I know, right? <laughs> I have such. This is such a tangent, but I, I just I have to say yep. it. So I live I live in Chillicothe, Ohio, right? First capital of Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> the first. Anyways, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was um, and the third, but uh, um. They have started replacing, and I'm not even kidding, everything with Mexican restaurants. And I don't know what the deal is, right? So I wouldn't classify Taco Bell as Mexican. So the Taco Bells have stayed the same. But since the the, the pandemic outbreak, right, we have lost nearly all of our, our uh, Ty- Taiwanese restaurants. Right, the one that was our family's favorite, yep. gone. Mm. They couldn't survive the pandemic because people weren't going out and stuff. Um, we have lost um, a lot of other restaurants. We lost one Mexican restaurant that was brand new that replaced a Pizza Hut, uh, an old Pizza Hut. Oh. But yep. we have had, we have had. By the way, this is we're a city, but like we're not like a huge city, right? Like we're not, you know. And I live outside of it, anyways. But like, um. So like we we have a couple Chinese places left, and we have one Italian place, which is an Olive Garden. So that's not even really Italian. That's just <laughs> it's just Olive Garden. Um, it's just Olive Garden. A lot yeah, of Olive Gardens yeah. have closed up shop. Um, we have a Red Lobster, a Long John Silver's. They got hit hard. And like McDonald's, Burger King, that kind of stuff. It's not really that. Uh, we had uh, we used to have two some burgers, which were local burger shops. One of them closed, but then everything else has become a Mexican restaurant. We now have over fifteen Mexican restaurants, and I don't I don't know why. Right, the most we have of something was a McDonald's. Yeah, and that was like there was four of them at one point. Ew, bro, beans and rice, beans, and rice and so beef good. are cheap. Mm. I don't. And there's like so many Mexican things you can do with those three oh, combinations. That's too bad. That's too bad. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Like you know, you could get like a shrimp burrito, and damn, are they good? Ooh. I mean, my ex-wife was Hispanic. I'm done with beans and rice. Uh, it was nine years of my <gasps> life. That explains oh, why she's so aggressive. I'm sorry, man. She has Latino blood. 
Mm, that explains it. <laughs> You'll find that a lot of, you know, aggressive women come from Spain, Italy, Portugal, and Mexico. And maybe Brazil. And maybe Lebanon. And what was that one <laughs> other country that I was from? It's that, it's that, it's that <laughs> Spanish fire that is deep inside of them. Mm, there's so much heat. But they are very passionate people. And funny. They actually have a pretty good sense of humor. I actually kind of like them. So now we all know more type. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. There's no coming back from this. I mean, like, at first it sounded like borderline super racist. And he's like, but I'm into him. I'm like, it just went the other way. No, no, no. Now we're just like. We know, we know uh, Morg's type. Hang on, hang to on. To be There's honest, for this. I like ethnic Uh-oh. diversity. It's just something very Canadian in me. I just can't help that, you know? I like the fact that, you know, that we have all these different cultures, all these different races, all these different religious backgrounds, and really everybody has their own story. And that's where I feel like multiculturalism really shines. It's... <laughs> it's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the yeah. Scooby Doo gif of like everyone scared and Freddy looking stupid. <laughs> yeah. And it says, That's my That's fetish. My fetish. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. No, my oh. fetish is diversity. That's really. Yeah. <laughs> I like having, okay. a, you know, diverse, you know, uh, having more than just white people. I'm sorry. You know, like. There's nothing wrong with white people, but, you know, like, the food is bland. And I actually thought it was really funny that, um, you know, I, I was talking with um, a friend um, of my brother's, um, a Nigerian guy. Um, uh, his, his name was God's Power. And, yes, that, that was his name. That was actually his first name. And we used to do this thing frequently where we would have wing nights with him because you know he mm-hmm. he transferred over from Nigeria and he was by himself and so he had to work to get an education and a job and he was um living with a pastor at the time and so and he wasn't very good with people like he was very shy and you know he was you know very nervous a lot of the time so you know we wanted to be really good friends with him and so we would we would treat him to wings you know, because he was always short on money, and, you know, I don't blame him. You know, food is really expensive in Canada. I mean, like, it costs, like, anywhere between 8 to $10, sometimes even 12 or 15 to to go and eat a meal anywhere that, you know, that was, you know, fast food. Um, so, you know, we would always hang out with him, and we would always be cracking jokes and stuff like that, and it, it was a good time. Like, we really appreciated his company, and, you know, we kind of, I'm, I'm hoping that mm-hmm. he felt the same way, you know? Like, we were bros. So... The point of the tangent is, yes, What's the point you know, of the tangent? Like, I, you can't really judge people off of, you know, off of the surface image, you know? The, the quality of a human is, me- you know, is measured in the way that they think, the way that they feel, and the way that they, they act, you know? Like, their natural mm-hmm. behavior and stuff like that. And, you know, getting to know somebody means more than just the color of their skin or their religious background and stuff like that, you know? And, you know, there's plenty of good people out there. 
go visit, you know, go see people, you know. Uh, well, actually, no, 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 don't, no, 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 no. I take that back. No, no, don't go see people. Skype them. Give your mother, <laughs> give your grandmother a goddamn phone this is call. An elaborate, she misses you, okay? This is an elaborate. Morg has dug a hole, and then he's just tunneling his way to the east, hoping it pops out of a hill. If I find a geyser, and it shoots water out, and it rockets me out back to the surface, I will fucking find it. But yeah. <laughs> So, but my point is, my point back is, the plot, is that diversity as I often is say a to my players, wonderful thing because you get to experience all these different stories, all these different oh cultures, God. all these different styles of food and art. You know, it's it can be very deep. Morg needs to run for office. He just needs to do. <laughs> I believe in equality. President President Morg and his his uh, fancy tea party cooking show. Prime Minister, he's yep, Canadian. Prime Minister. He's nope, Canadian. He's Prime come Minister. Over here. I'm stealing him. Oh wait, he can't. He can't be president. That's right, he's not. Dude, yeah. I've smoked. Never mind. Prime Minister. Dude, say, if we're gonna start, if we're gonna, <laughs> if we're gonna start letting uh, foreign foreign-born people be president, then we need to get. Uh, I don't know if I can do that. I mean, right I, I I smoked weed and had edibles like a year or so ago, and I don't think that the, you know those customs oh, guys are gonna handle Obama that very well. Obama did it. Oh. Obama had edibles. Oh please, oh please, you yeah. There's pictures of him like smoking it. Um. Anyways, yeah. Back at the plot, I would mm-hmm. love to tell you guys about Operation Taco Time. It is not at all Monster okay. Hunter related. So uh, we can either get back think, to Monster Hunter, I or I can tell you guys about Operation Hunter. Taco Time. I was Time. actually going to move on to one last thing before we closed it, so. We're good. What's taco time? All right. Operation Taco Time is this thing where my husband uh, dislikes Mexican <laughs> food, although he's come mm-hmm. around. But back when we were first started dating, he was the blandest, whitest person who basically ate cheeseburgers, pizza, and spaghetti. Oh, man. Oh, wow. I, Anyways, I like Steve so much uh, more yeah. now, Yeah, too. he also... Him and I. <laughs> yeah, um... He has he has really started branching out his palate, mm-hmm. and he 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 just kind of had this epiphany a few years ago where he's like, you know what, I'd be a happier person if I enjoyed more kinds of food. Okay. So like, he, yeah. So he he's really really branched out, and he's way into more kinds of food nowadays. But he still hates cumin, and he still hates the taste of beans. So between those two things, oh, Mexican so food is just Indian isn't food on too, the menu. Because they would use a lot of very authentic spices that he probably does not appreciate. So, well, you say that. I actually make curries quite yeah, often. I just don't use cumin in my yeah. curries. <laughs> and then, yeah. I, and there, there you go. No, I make curries quite often. So, But uh, back to Operation Taco mm-hmm. Time is where... Uh, I I commit. I told him, you know, someday we're gonna have kids, and uh, you know, it's gonna be uh, we're gonna be like, all right, family, where are we going out to dinner uh, this week or you know tonight or whatever, and we're gonna put it to a vote. And you know what? I swear to God, I will raise those children to vote for Mexican <laughs> <Yeah>. food. <laughs> Ooh. So I started. I started with with the boy, and uh, I I would you know when he was a little bitty toddler i would uh i would give him little tastes of cholula hot like taco sauce or hot sauce um i just put a little dab on my finger and like rub it on his tongue and he'd smile and giggle because he was a he was an idiot baby with no teeth 
And he eventually grew up to be able to say hot sauce, please. And so I'd put a little dab of hot sauce on his thumb and he'd, uh, mm. he'd lick it off his thumb. Now that he is uh, almost three, he is old enough to grab a spoon, grab the Cholula out of the fridge, put it on his spoon and eat it, eat hot sauce with a spoon. Now it's just Cholula sauce. Mm-hmm. It's not really hot, but we have moved on to Tabasco. Uh, we have uh, we have some Gashuang sauce that he also likes, and he really really likes the taste of refried beans. Awesome. Operation Taco Time is going ah. very well. I had a thing, and I'm not kidding. I had a thing where re- refried beans actually I got sick anytime I ate them. It was guaranteed the next day I would get sick, and I have no idea why. And it was, like, through grade school all the way up through part way of college. And then one day, my brother and I decided to have a Taco Bell, like, burrito eating contest because we're stupid. Oh, no. Oh, God. You're just asking for I that. I ate three. And then I just, it clicked. I was like, oh, no. That was refried beans, wasn't it? And he was like, yeah. You win. I have to stop now. Oh. Didn't didn't have any repercussions, <laughs> thankfully. But since then, I've not had any problems with refried beans. But there was a time before then where it was like immediately the next day it just comes out. And I was just like, oh boy, what have I done to myself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't happen. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, so uh, so so back to video games. I think we've we've said as much as we can with uh, Monster Hunter. But real quick before we go tonight, um. I wanted to ask you guys, what do you guys plan on playing until Rise comes out? Like, uh, obviously, we're kind of mostly done with the demo. I will still be playing with people in the Discord, which I've been trying to advertise the Discord a little bit more. Uh, we've had a couple more people come in. We've also had the weird incident that we talked about in the Discord, which I will not repeat on the podcast. Oh, but yeah, we don't talk about that. to say, we have, we have severely banned somebody. <laughs> There, are, there is a new rule in yes. the rules channel, uh, yeah. and that should give no you yes. clues as to yeah. what happened. Images of certain um, <laughs> political leaders from the past um, that might be responsible for no, terrible no, things. Just, no, just no, 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 no. That's all no, I'm gonna say. No, you're done. Just leave you're it at no explicit images. <laughs> no explicit images. Um, so, anyways, uh, so. For me, I've actually picked up a few games because, well, my birthday and a lot of people gave me money and stuff. So um, I actually picked up, there's the Ace Attorney trilogy, and I've never played an Ace Attorney. So uh, I've started that. That game is cool. Do you like, do you like murder mysteries and crime TV shows? Like, uh, um, like me, I like Blue Bloods and that kind of mm. stuff. You, you oh, had me at murder. Oh my gosh. You play a lawyer, and you pres- you present oh. like you do an investigation on your side because some lawyers do investigations as yeah. well, and you present evidence during a court case, and you're a defendant, you're you're a defending lawyer, and you are trying to prove your defendant innocent, and as long as they're innocent, as far as I feel, I'm only two chapters into the game. I'm not done with chapter two yet. Like it's, but it is insanely cool. Like you're like. Okay, find the the lie in the witness testimony and present the evidence that presents why that's a lie. Like, oh yeah, no, that game is always that that series has always seemed like my jam. I've just never like mm, sat down and taken a whack. I at believe it. on sale 
right now on the Switch for all three of the first ones, like one, two, and three? You see, last night I was looking for a game to impulse buy because a big purchase that we were buying uh, cost way less than it should have. Interesting. So. Yeah, I would hmm. I would look it up. Um, I don't remember if it was like I think it was like half off or something. I don't know. Maybe not that much. Maybe thirty percent off. Um, but yeah, I got that. I've been playing Hades. I picked that up during on Christmas. I actually rolled credits on Hades. That was insane game. Uh, roguelike stuff. I, I don't know um, how else to describe it. Hmm. Uh, really cool story. Ah. You are correct. It's yeah. it's half off. The the Ace Attorney trilogy on the eShop is uh twenty nine normally twenty nine ninety nine currently fourteen ninety nine. I might awesome. buy this tonight. Um. Also, roguelike Hades. That was full price that I got. Um, I was, uh, I heavily suggested by friend of the show, Dagger, um, she suggested Phoenix Rising, the Breath of the Wild sort of, like, game that deals with Greek gods. Mm. Um. I've, I've had to watch so many Hulu ads for that that I'm just, I'm completely, permanently oh, turned off of that game. I have not seen, I don't watch Hulu, so, um, I will... I've been trying to watch all of King of the Hill. Oh, yeah, since we talked. I gotta find a way to watch that show that isn't Hulu. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I do want to watch it. Um, it's such a garbage platform, Hulu. I know. That's why I don't want to do it. That's a discussion for another time. It's a dis- it's for another time. Um, so, you in, you've been into Hades and Phoenix Rising, Phoenix no, Rising. No, I haven't. I, I haven't, can't say it is Phoenix. It's spelled Phoenix. I, I haven't played that's that's a consideration and if i run out with ace attorney and uh hades i've finished jurassic park kind of right <laughs> once you hit like a five star once you finish a like a five star park then it's just maintaining it and i was like okay i'm done maintaining it um but like it's it's fun i did have a stegosaurus that killed literally half of my park once. no that was fun no why how the fuck do you get killed by a stegosaurus? It it's gonna move like five miles spikes. an hour. So let me let me describe this thagomizers, Lorg. Thagomizers. Yeah, the thagomizers. Correct terms here. The spikes. <laughs> so all the scenarios before were like, here's an enclosure with dinosaurs in it. Here's the scenario: you're in debt, or you got to do this, or we want you to do this for this island, or whatever. Right. This particular scenario was. The people are on the enclosure. Everything else is already populated by two Spinosaurs and about 16 Stegosaurs. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, all the dinosaurs have like a comfort level. So if they, they're certain things, like they're not in, in their favorite habitat, or there's not enough food, or um, there's certain ones that are social. So Stegosaurs are social, and they need minimum five approximately... Um, 12 stegosaurs in a herd to feel good. They need social interaction. That makes sense. That makes sense. So I'm pretty far along in the game. I had to get rid of the spinosaurs because they were eating the stegosaurs and making them unhappy, which made the stegosaurs lash out and attack the buildings. Uh. So had to get rid of the spinosaurs. Thankfully, kind of got rid of them with a T-Rex. You know, that's uh, a different story. I, I feel like they should retcon Spinosaurus because it's very different Jurassic from what a lot Park. of people perceived it to be from the movie. 
I mean, they started with well, uh, I mean, Velociraptors being fucked up to hell. So, I mean, I don't think they're going to fix it. Also, like research comes out, new research comes out about Spinosaurus like every five to ten years. So it's, I, I would feel it's a little hard for mm-hmm. Hollywood to keep up with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no. They, but you're right. They, you're right, Mark. They change the the. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little paleontologically political here. I think it's the most shit science we have, honestly. Oh, it yeah. is. Some some of it is, and I I think. God, there is a there is like this art pro this art book I heard about once, where it's like modern animals drawn as dinosaurs, mm-hmm. and like it's some of it's some horrific <laughs> shit. Like they got like this horse where they drew they draw it like a dinosaur, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they draw. There's also like pictures of dinosaurs if they had like like fleshy bits and stuff that like actual animals have. Right. Yeah. So like we have that's actually. <laughs> that's one of the things I like to ask people getting to know them is like, if you could know <coughs> the answer to any mystery in the universe, what would that answer? What would the question be rather than the answer? And mine is always, what did the dinosaurs actually look like? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what I would want to know. But yeah, like, although, Hey, we got notosaurus, right? We got notosaurus, right? Notosaurus. Oh right. my God. It's a, it's an ankylosaurus. Mm-hmm. It's an ankylosaurus relative. Um, hang on. There's a really, really, really intact notosaurus. Oh, yeah. It's the one that got the flesh and everything. Yeah. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, we got that one right. Um, yeah. That thing's awesome. Um, but yeah. So, like, it was just, like, balancing the social stuff and whatever. So, um, they start... So, I got that all straightened out. But then... They started dying of old age because the park was that long of a gameplay. I think I've spent like five hours on this one scenario. And um, they started dying of old age. So I wasn't able to produce enough stegosaurs in the lab to keep up. So one of them broke through the wall. And since all the people are enclosed in these tight spaces because of the scenario the way it is, the people contained and the dinosaurs on the outside... um, it got between the hotel and the restroom and just started whapping people. And I was like, that's not good. So the way they handle deaths in this game is you get lawsuits that, that, that decrease from your profit. Uh, yep. Um, here's the funny thing. I felt like the most like money pincher wiser thing. I, I took care of the stegosaurus, but it uh, I normally would have restarted because I didn't want any deaths or whatever. But I looked at my profits because it gave the Stegosaurs a combat rating, which made them more famous. And I was like, hmm, let's produce more Stegosaurs to fix this issue. But um, I don't think I'm going to reset this because uh, I started gaining money for those people dying because of the... uh, (laughs) <laughs> because of the combat rating. Yeah. Frickin', <laughs> and I was like... Frickin' John Hammond okay. never had to deal with lawsuits, I don't think, but he probably had InGen taken away from him. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, in the second movie. He did. Yes, he did. You know, in, in the, the book, in yeah. the book he, there was Not absolute the movies, lawsuits think. in the book. I think book. they even mentioned it in the second did movie. Did they? In they the Lost World? In the second movie. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the very beginning, um, he was like, I don't want another bunch of lawsuits or whatever. I... I don't know. I'm a Jurassic Park nerd. Sorry. But yeah, anyways. 
that's what I was doing and will be doing most likely. So what about you guys? Uh, also three of you with Ace and possibly yeah. ten of you. Well, what I'm going to be doing is I'm probably going to continue to grind out my Nuzlocke of Pokemon Platinum. I finally got a Hound Doom, and I'm working up to get a Roselia to try and lay down Toxic Spites, so that way I can um, put Toxic down on all of um, uh, Cynthia's uh, Pokemon, so that way she's forced to use full restores. Um, while I'm doing that, uh, I mean, after I beat, I've already beaten the first gym, but I was like way over leveled. I was too over prepared and I kind of regret that because mm -hmm. it was too easy. While I'm worrying about the Pokemon game that I'm playing, I'm probably going to be, I don't know. I might go back to GU. I might play the Rise demo until it's out. Hey, if you want to, if you want to help me more, I have quests to clear in GU. Like I want, that's my thing is I want to clear all the online quests and I only have the final star to do. You know what? Yeah, let's so, do that. Yeah, do let's that. work on that together. And then while I'm doing that, I'm also going to be thinking of all the places that I could be eating at, mainly Mexican restaurants like uh, Costa Vida, Mucho Burrito, Quesada. Chopped <laughs> you know, really it's not that Mexican, I don't want a bunch I of... I like their Aztecian salad. It's really good. I... It's not that I don't want a bunch of Mexican places. I don't want there to be about six times as many Mexican restaurants than there is other things oh, here. Yeah, I, I agree. That makes sense. I would say, you know, give it a year or two. I'm sure that, like, you know, the good ones will rise above the less good ones. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. They're all chains that we already had a chain of that store, usually. Mm, yeah. Oh, so, like, uh, oh. Los Mariachis. Like, we got Los a third Mariachis. and a fourth. <laughs> I like that name. But wait, do... I think we got a fourth. Do they have, like, a, a mariachi and band a that comes and, like, serves, like, your food, like, on their instruments? No, it's just oh. called that. It's just... It's just called that. They yeah, gotta go with it's, the theme. They can't name a restaurant that without a theme. Otherwise, people won't go. Oh, actually, there's a... Oh, no, people there's go. There's a Brazilian restaurant in Southern Calgary that I could hit up that serves what they do is they have um they have free salad but what they do is the, uh you can like you can ring a bell and then they will bring these uh these uh, these massive trays loaded with all these different kinds of meats oh man i i've never went there before but um i'm kind of interested oh, yeah. i mean like we mostly to eat the salad because it's free and i prefer to eat more vegetables than i do meat um i don't know i'm a little bit more conscientious about that but yeah um Oh, I would love to go to that place. Mm-hmm. We have a we have one of those places here. We have one of uh, my uh, a good buddy of mine. That's his like go to mm -hmm. place for uh, when Is he wants like to like Mongolian take his wife barbecue out. We're talking about because that's what yeah. it sounds like. No, it's a it's yeah, a Brazilian it's, really, really it's cool. a Brazilian yeah, steakhouse. It is insane. I've okay. heard that they have an, a massive variety of meats. They have. Yes. There's that, yes. And I kind of want to. I kind of want to go to the one here in town for the novelty, but I'm also yeah. Wary that is a bit of an issue out right now. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of places. My that... birthday lunch was some burger. So... Yeah, there's going to be a lot of places that I'm going <laughs> to miss being able to go to, like the King's Palace Chinese food restaurant, the Mongolian Grill. Ugh, there's that. There's a couple of Indian restaurants that I'm going to miss too. So, uh, but yeah. 
Hey, just get the vaccine. Actually, you know what? That was another thing. Good. It was that it was really funny that a friend of mine told me um, he was um, he was an Indian guy from East. Well, his family was from Eastern India, but he was born in Canada. And it was he was telling us about these funny stereotypes that Indian people had towards white people. And one of them was was that uh, they said that our food was extremely bland and that the only like uh, seasoning and spices that we used on foods was like black pepper and like. Um, salt and that all salt. that all that we ever ate was yeah. cheeseburgers. I've heard we that. We laughed our asses off so hard at that. It was so funny because for the most part it was true. <laughs> but yeah, oh man. I like I said hilarious. my my choice birthday lunch today was some burger. God damn it. <laughs> Cause it's a really good burger. Speak for yourself. I do some I do some rad shit with cardamom hey, and turmeric. I, I eat <laughs> other okay. things now fortuan if if you want to um, <laughs> investigate some um uh some cuisine from from your from your cultural roots i'm actually interested what you would think of uh this dish called pemmican it's a mixture of uh tallow dried meat with dried berries uh, i am and... not aware of no, no, no! I'm not this is actual thing. This is actually like a, a traditional native american dish and it actually looks pretty Bro. good actually yeah but the, it's very diverse. So I know what my traditional dishes are in my tribe because we've had them. Uh, I actually grew up somewhat in the tribe when I was younger. Um, you know, I don't know what pemmican is. No, we had... Um, what we did is it's actually kind of unique. You dig a hole in the ground, I'm not joking, and you put a bunch of squash, zucchini, cabbage, and stuff like that <gasps> in it. And you put a fire and you bake it by covering it with dirt. That is so cool. I and love it. Yep. You put like uh, deer meat or that kind of and stuff. And then you roast uh, the whole in carcass. The, in the squash. It's like it's like yeah. using the ground um, as an oven. It's genius. And we also used corn, but we used the modern corn when we did it because it was easier to get. What we would traditionally use, which is people call grandfather corn, which is the more wheat-looking corn. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that that um, stuff hasn't been bred out of existence. Uh, it's mostly... There's there are there are heirloom oh, they vegetables. Yeah, there, it's I'll mostly, put it that way. It's mostly, no, it's mostly purposely kept alive. It's not... Oh, thank God. Yeah. Yeah, that... No, no, there there are, like, people who are very into, like, keeping, keeping oh, the heirloom God. varieties mm-hmm. alive, Morg. Yep. So, yeah. So, Pan... Um, uh, back, yeah. on, back on topic, uh, I will probably be playing Ace Attorney games... Uh, kind of fun. ...if I go through with uh, impulse buying, impulse buying those, which I probably will. Um... But also, and I know, I think it was three or four episodes ago, I was saying that, like, nope, I'm done. Stardew Valley, I've done everything. Yeah, there's a big update they just rolled out for PC version, and it's coming to the Switch what version is, by the end it? of the month. I'm curious. Uh, they got a whole bunch of new, uh, mm-hmm. new farm maps, and, uh... They've got this thing where you can uh, rearrange or randomize the items that are required in oh, the community center. that's cool. So it's not the same thing every time. Okay. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. So those are the two big things. And then there's some small, like, oh, extra okay. buildings you can get. 
Um, I don't, I don't remember entirely off the top of my head. I mean, you can look on like our slash Stardew Valley, but the two, the the new farm maps and the randomizing the uh, community center, like really got me. So, uh, depending on when that comes out for Switch, I might dive into that a bit. But I'm also pretty intrigued by this uh, Ace Attorney series being half off. Yeah, um, Cece and I were playing through it. I was reading off the lines for her, the dialogue, and she was loving it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Emery was just ignoring me and playing yeah. Spyro on her Switch. So. Ah, damn oh. it. It's fine. Em- Emery is definitely her own person. She is very independent m- most of the time. Oh. That's adorable. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, th- those two things. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably just kind of bounce around a couple different games. Um, depending on... Uh, not diving into political shit here, but depending on when the uh, Biden plan stimulus check comes in, I may or may not get a new computer. <laughs> well, hey, and then spend Crusader that money Kings wisely. 3 all Well, the way. like I said, uh, like I said, I don't even have the six hundred dollar one yet because Jackson Hewitt. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, four to one. I made a terrible yeah. mistake. Pemmican is not Uh-oh. universally a Native American dish. Uh-oh. It is Cree in origin. I mean, I just told you that. So, yeah. Okay. My mistake. But that's cool. I didn't know about it, and that's cool. Yeah. Really? I didn't know about Pemmican. Oh, the reason I was laughing so hard earlier is because I thought he was, like, like, sort of mansplaining <laughs> Pemmican to the Indian no, guy. No, I, I... What I was... I was oh. like, nah, that's not... I, I was more like the there's so many different tribes, dude, that all have their own different things. Yeah, like yeah, it would make sense oh, because yeah. you know anyone they would each have their own different approach and they would have their own different cultural backgrounds, like even amongst tribes. So it would make sense oh, that yeah. you know some would have you know uh, different cuisines from others. So yeah, that makes sense. It's not a universal one. So, but damn, that would have been really awesome to share that recipe. It. Uh... It was, I don't know, the stuff I had was okay. Uh, I'm not a big, I'm not super big on my traditional cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> I do like, I do like deer though. My dad hates deer. He hates oh, it. Really? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. venison is so good. I, I oh, yeah. Mm, I haven't had good venison in a long time. Sausage. Oh my goodness. Once you mix it in with like all the right kinds of cures and spices. So, oh. Mm, so good. Yeah. Um when I was a uh, when I was uh oh, let's see, I think it was about eleven or twelve. Yeah, I must have been because of how old my sister was. Uh when I was eleven or twelve, my neighbor across the street, who was also the same mm-hmm. age as me, her uh her uncle would send them a deer every year and her mom would just go on this frenzy of making it into deer jerky and it was just the most tender delicious jerky i've ever had like i remember eating it eating just going over to my friend's house that weekend mm, and that's the only thing we ate the whole weekend and and so i uh, i don't have it often right because my dad never never liked it but um there was a time where my uncle who lived next door to us and we had a, we had about 42 acres uh, where we were at and we lived on, on this, we had basically the whole side of a hill where the road went up and at the bottom of the hills, basically where our property ended, 
at the bottom of the hill, my uncle hit a deer with his van one time. <gasps> we ate. Oh, that is a plot. That is yeah. an episode of King of the Hill. We I'm not drug joking. the deer home, cleaned it, and ate it. I was part of the cleaning process, and and like I was like seven, right? Like seven or six. Uh, that is the last time I remember having deer with my family. Like it, it is it is so much that he doesn't like it, but also. Hitting a deer, like eating a deer hit by a car, is not really good because it bruises the meat severely. That so you have to bleed it. We didn't too. actually oh, yeah. end up using yeah. it. Oh, you have to bleed it yeah. anyways, like if you hunt it. But yeah. unless you're bow hunting, but um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's just it's not something I have very often. Um, but I enjoy it actually. Um, for my, I actually really like bison. Bison's one of my favorite meats. Mm. Um. That has nothing mm. to do with my tribe. Yeah. Bison were not here. I just like bison. Um, and um, yeah, you're you're east of the Mississippi. Yeah, I am. <laughs> uh, and uh, there's a bison farm here nearby. And actually, one of my one of my birthday gifts for my mom was she got like a bunch of bison hamburger and hot dogs. So mm. we're gonna have those nice. at some point when we don't have a ton of leftovers. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Monster Hunter talk turned food talk tonight. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was pretty good. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Oh hell, I could get into my cuisine if we um, wanted to, but I don't know. Uh, Scottish cuisine is kind of extensive. I from think like shortbreads to black pudding, white pudding, haggis, neeps and taddies. Ooh. Mm. I thought we just got Everything done shitting on white people food. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm kind of a bit of a carnivore. Gravy. That's, Shame on me. Gravy is something I avoid. It's okay. Anyways. So. Yeah, so uh, we'll just end it there. So uh, thank you listeners for tuning in for another incredibly long episode because we're just getting longer and longer these days, apparently. <laughs> 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 um, uh, this is your host, Fortwan. You can find me at Hunter's Hub Pod on Twitter. Um, yeah, just kind of keeping up with Monster Hunter news and hype uh, on Twitter. I swear I'm working on the Gold Dragon Ecology. Um, also, we just released Monster Talk, the um, ecology-adjacent uh, podcast show that we just did. I do that with Tuesday Tactic and Appending Doom uh, on this very channel where we talk about a monster for an episode. We just did the Hydra. We're going to be doing the Phoenix next oh. time. Um, so tune in if you want to hear our thoughts on the Phoenix. And um, yeah, we have a bickering bucks coming up for our game of the year discussion tomorrow. So look out for that coming up soon. Um, there's a new magic set review probably recorded next weekend. So like a lot of the shows are coming up uh, here soon. And our hiatus from the D&D campaign should be back on track. Uh, not this Tuesday, but the Tuesday after. Oh, nice. Um, I still haven't I still haven't released our pre- previous recording. Um, but, yeah, it's it's there. I'm, I just haven't worked on it yet. That's okay. Because, yeah. you know, editing. Yeah, we'll get through it. And um, so, yeah, so that's all the stuff. And also join our Discord because I put that out on Twitter again. New people to hunt with and interact with and... See pictures of me and my girls, apparently, that I just did. And Doom Guy's face dying. Anyways, um, 
Yeah, so that's that's it for me. Morg, what about you? Well, you guys can always find me on Twitter at MorganHay3. I'm mostly going to be doing um, uh, a lot of Monster Hunter stuff. I'm probably also going to be uh, getting back into mm-hmm. uh, uh, Digimon Cyber Sleuth Hacker's Memory because I still need to finish off that game and try and beat it. I'm also going to be doing the Nuzlocke that I um, started on a game that I haven't really played through all the way through, so this is technically going to be my first time getting through it. Um, and yeah, somehow I've got to try and work my way back into, uh, vegetarianism because I realized that, you know, I kind of fell off the bandwagon really bad. Um, and then, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see where I can get from there. I'm always open to play, uh, the demo with whoever's available. Not this weekend because this Sunday I'm doing a and d session with uh, my group, so I can't really be doing that. And I can't do it on Tuesdays either because I've got also another, well, like a Pathfinder, and then, uh, yeah, so I'm usually free. Mm-hmm. The Calaran Killers, yes. I still call yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, we're kind of brutal butchers. Because you guys, after 20 weeks, you guys couldn't come up with a name. 20 weeks! All right. Hey, The Killers is the not killers, a bad rock huh? band. Jesus. I love it. We talked about... I'm saying easily. Uh, okay. Right Anyways, there, The yeah. Killers. Um. Yeah, I'm going to be busy uh, a lot of the time, although I will make room for people if they would like to DM me and, you know, so that they can play with me or whatever, or even in the discords, the numerous discords that I somehow managed to weasel my way into. I am such a tapeworm. Anyways, yeah, that's really all I have to say. Okay, and Pan. Um... I will, uh, I'll be hanging out at home and, uh, working a ton because of the, uh, I've, I alluded to it earlier, but I've got some pretty big stuff coming up at work, so I'm, I'm busy as hell and not really gonna be around much, but people can at me in the Discord if they want to continue talking about you know anything what? I've brought I, up. There lately. was something else I wanted to talk to, talk about tonight, but we'll just save it for mm-hmm. another night. Pokemon Snap. Oh, yeah, the new one that's coming out. Mm! That's gonna be fun. I know. I saw. I saw that announced. I was like, hype. super hype. Let's tell Pan. I, I I put the thing up for you, Pan, and then immediately I had like a a realization moment because my girls have switches. I'm buying three copies of this game. Ugh. <laughs> 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 oh boy. I mean, you can also just buy one physical copy and hope they take turns. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. That won't work. (laughs) Yeah, I know. No, I'm buying probably three physical copies. Probably. Oof. All right. Well, thanks, you guys, for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week if if you listen. I don't know. I don't know why I ended it that way. Later. Take care. (laughs) Bye-bye.